Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, I have a confession to make. Okay. To uh, continue yeah. the theme from last week's episode. You bombed we are the doing a. No, we are doing... Yeah, no, that's... Everybody knows that. We are doing a World Cup preview today. Uh, yes. I'm anti this World Cup, and I, I support a boycott of the World Cup. Uh, but uh, I'm doing this uh, podcast under, under uh, protest, protest today. Yes. But fortunately, um, we have a guest, and yeah. so it, it won't just be you uh, and me being a, a troll. We have a for- former guest, a Jets and Mets fan, and also a big uh, soccer fan, and he can tell us about his uh, soccer loyalties, Harold Rosengarten. So, Harold, welcome back to the podcast. Do not know which team he supports? I can't believe you Well, I know he supports. A, a, I, I know he supports Arsenal. I don't know who he's yeah. supporting in the World Cup. I, I do support Arsenal. That's correct. Uh, thank you for having me, yeah. first of all. Uh, but also, I do have some other... Uh, fandoms i'm a big uh well not big i like the red bulls in the mls and in the nwsl i'm a north carolina courage fan if you need to know okay <laughs> there, all right so I, you're a red I, there's bulls a woman fan. i follow on twitter who is like a like a hardcore massive nwsl fan so chester if you want to do an nwsl podcast this summer i guarantee she would happily come on and do it <laughs> listen i'm a little down on women's sports right now because my beloved links are off to uh their worst start in like a decade so oh no yeah the the only championship team in for Minnesota in the last twenty five or twenty seven years. And, are you uh, excited? Yeah, we haven't start. discussed this. Are you excited that there's a new uh, soccer team in MLS? Minnesota the Minnesota United. United. Yeah. No, because for professional reasons, I have loyalties to other teams. So. Okay, and also you're ant- famously anti St. Paul. You're only pro Minneapolis, and they play in St. Paul. <laughs> Is that why I'm not a big Wild fan? You're saying? <laughs> I didn't even know the yeah. Wild play in St. Paul. Yeah, the Wild Plains, St. Paul. All right, so let's jump right into this today. Uh, we will, uh, we're going to go uh, group by group. Akiva's done a whole bunch of research. He's going to tell us uh, what he thinks about the different teams, and then I think Harold's going to make predictions. Is that right? Yeah, so I, yeah, I and, will do... And my, I will... Job is to tell you, my job is to tell you who to root for or who not to root for. Yes, you're gonna, we're going to decide, Chester and I, we might have a one, like one podcast team, or we might separately pick different teams. But Chester, Chester can eliminate any team you know, for us to root for or not to root for. I do have a ton of research on every team. So let's get to it. We've got 32 teams. Got to spend at least a minute or two on each. This is going to take a while. Um, so who should we start with, Chester? 
All right, well, let's start with Group A. Let's start with the host, Russia, of course. Uh, you know, the FIFA is, of course, not at all a corrupt organization, and it's a total coincidence that Russia, the home team, got this ridiculously easy group uh, with uh, Russia, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, whose uh, best player might be injured, and Uruguay, the only decent team in this group. So let's start with the home team, the the, the Ruskies. They have 40 to 1 odds. Can you still uh, say Ruskies? What do you mean, can I? I just did. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, so forty to one odds for Russia. Now forty to one odds—that's to win the whole World Cup. Yeah, that's to win the World Cup. Which, by the way, oh, the, okay, the, that's a the, terrible the, the bet. Better, Do not make that the, bet. <laughs> no, the better these—that's probably the worst odds in the tournament. The better forty-one odds is saying that there's a two and a half percent chance Putin paid off everybody in the World Cup for them to win the whole thing. Well, because, if you've seen the movie Icarus, yeah, which is a phenomenal I, I movie. Harold, have you seen Icarus? Yeah. I have not seen it, but uh, I'm with uh, Kiva on this one that. Basically, I'm going to predict Russia to go through, even though they're terrible, because I think there's almost no chance that Vladimir Putin did not pay off uh, some refs. We already saw uh, scandals break in Ghana that refs are being paid off, so I don't see why uh, yeah, he and, would not have done this. Did you know this a, a Kenyan ref who was going to be in the World Cup just a few weeks yeah. ago? For like 70 bucks. For, like, <laughs> for, for an insanely low amount of money. I think it was $600. So you yeah. could really buy... By the way, that's my excuse. Like, we have... We sort of... You know, buried the lead. The United States is not here. I'm going to assume that someone paid off the refs for the United States to lose to Trinidad and Tobago. So, and that's why they, yeah. you know, they, they or Harold, maybe they paid off Omar Gonzalez to own goal himself. It, the world it, could, it could be. I don't know. I don't know. So Russia here. So Russia, the only host ever, guys, not to get out of the group stage, South Africa eight years ago. Uh, but Russia themselves have never gotten out of the groups. This is their f- fourth World Cup as Russia. Obviously, they have a lot as Soviet Union. I don't know how much you want to count about that. They were in the last World Cup uh, on their own merit. They qualified. They did not make the round of 16. They qualified behind Algeria, usually sort of a lackadaisical, boring team. They play a 5-3-1-1, which is the, like the most offensive formation you could possibly play. They really crowd the goal. They're a really boring team, probably the most boring of the European teams to watch. 21 guys on their team play domestically. They only have two players abroad. Uh, that's a lot like MLS, where there's more value in being the hometown hero who maybe makes $500,000 or $750,000 when you're a $250,000 player. So it's even though you're, you know, maybe you'd, you'd be better off going to a better league starting off in the Netherlands or, or you know, Scotland or, or you know, a second tier team if you're not a, a Champions League quality player. But it's, it's so worth it, similar to MLS, for these Russian guys to stay home. And play for, you know, Cheska Moscow or Lokomotiv. I'm not sure if I pronounced that right. Or Lokomotiv Moscow or one of those teams. Well, okay. So they, here's my question. They though. all why, stay home. Why is Russia so bad at soccer? The United States, which is, you know, a similarly large and wealthy country, the reason we're not a world power is because we have all these other sports we care about. But in Russia, yes, they care about hockey, but ice hockey and soccer are the two biggest sports. So it's not like they have like six other sports that they care about. I mean, they're not so great at summer sports in general. Yeah. I mean, they're okay. At, so, and also... <laughs> I'll, I'll be. I mean, if we're going to be honest here, I think doping in soccer is probably maybe less helpful than than a, <laughs> a speed based sport. I don't know. Yeah. I, it's it's possible. Okay. Uh, they're also one of the oldest teams in the tournament. They're they're really ancient. Uh, their best player is probably their youngest player, Golovin, who uh, will probably you know if if he wants to maybe make a big move at some point after the World Cup. Um, the whole roster. This is a crazy stat, Harold. Their whole roster has 55 international goals. There are multiple players in the tournament who have, who have by more international yeah, goals sure. than their 55. They only have two guys who even have, one has 12, one has 11. So how is it possible that they're so old, but they have so few goals? Like, don't they have guys who've been playing and qualifying, you know, for the last 12 years or 10 years? Like, how is that Very possible? Very few. They, they turned over the team since the last World Cup. 
So they only have a but few. But if they're all old, so, yeah. so what are these it guys? It doesn't make all, any sense, make, right? They, yeah. they basically brought Fair domestic enough. players with very little international experience. There's no Arshavan here. There's no, like, internationally known player at all. Uh, to me, this this team is like a, or just a mess. If this wasn't a home team, you'd, you'd assume they'd be a zero or one point side in the, in the group stage and be out. But, Harold, you already said. You already said you think they're going through. I think they're going through. Uh, I think they're terrible. I think they shouldn't go through. And I, I really, this is based on Putin. This is based on the home, t- home team. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And they're going to get calls. Forgetting about Putin, they're going to get calls. It's, right. it's they're going to have some great crowds. Uh, and also their opponents, which we haven't gotten to yet, two of them kind of stink. So they may get through on their own. Correct. Anyway, the, the, right. The, the group isn't that strong, as as Chester I mean, allu- alluded to the, uh, up top. The, so, you know, it doesn't even look as crazy if they go through. Because besides for Uruguay, you know, Egypt, as we'll talk about in a second, their their main player is probably not going to play in the group stages. I'm not sure. I haven't seen 100% either way. And Saudi Arabia also is, is not good. So uh, for them to get through would not look as terrible as it might sound as we're talking. But they're kind of cannon fodder probably for for the bracket stage of the tournament. Oh, yeah. They have no chance. In, in, I mean, the- yeah. So the group A second place plays the, the winner of which group in the in the group, uh, in group the, B, in, group which B, has Spain okay. and Por- Spain and Portugal. So, it, it so must- one of those te- one of those should have a very easy route to the uh, elite eight, basically. I don't think that's what they call it, but sure. <laughs> oh, by the way, but it could be, you know, yeah. Morocco is not a bad team. We'll get to them. But like. Maybe Russia gets a really good draw. Maybe, maybe uh, you know, Putin. It would be a lot of money to have to pay off like Ronaldo to, to throw a World Cup game. But who knows? Yeah. Let's get to the second team, Harold, uh, Chester. Right. Who's that? Okay. Oh, and so I, I'm supposed to tell you if you should root for them or not. Um, oh, yeah. Should if, uh, we root if, for Russia? <laughs> I mean, look, if you voted for Trump, you're probably rooting for Russia because, you know, there's no U.S. here. And it's sort of, uh, you know, same difference. But uh, if you voted for mm-hmm. Trump, you're probably not listening to this podcast. All right. Uh, the, the next team in the tournament, uh, possibly the worst team in this tournament, is uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, 750 to 1 odds for them to win. I would say uh, do not make that bet either, but that's a less bad bet than betting 40 to 1 for Russia. <laughs> well, also, if you make a seven, you like put 20 bucks on that, that's 15 grand. That's real money. Whereas Russia, it's a yeah. stupid bet, and, and you're also getting no money out of it. Well, here's the thing the only people betting on Saudi Arabia are like the Saudi Arabian princes who have millions of dollars to waste, mm-hmm. right? So I think. Oh the, yeah, I the, could the, see the, some the, like some like Sheikh coming going around being like, "Hey, look at me! I put a hundred bucks on our stupid, you know, like our." Yeah. So uh, I'm just, saying so the, like, the blown it up. so I would argue that their odds are actually much higher than seven fifty to one. It was lowered because Vegas was a little bit worried because they got a couple of big, you know, big. Yeah. Somebody that. said that there was two. Th- I've seen uh, up to two thousand for Saudi Arabia. So yeah. Seven fifty yeah. is just the the one the one site I I use. All right. Is there anything uh, noteworthy to say about this team? Yeah, so this is this is uh, uh, sort of a theme for a few teams, but Juan Antonio Pizzi was the manager of Chile, who I believe won the Copa America in 2016, he right? Did. That's correct. That is uh, correct. And so he wins the Copa America with, with Chile, and they're you know probably at that point a legitimate World Cup contender to win the whole thing. They beat Mexico 7-0 in a game where both teams were trying. Uh, then they he misses out on qualification, and comparable qualification in the South America is absolutely brutal. They probably should have seven spots out of ten, if just based on quality. And so he gets fired. Right, one year after winning Copa America, the Chilean manager gets fired, and he gets this job. Saudi Arabia fires their manager and hires him in November after, uh, I think that's right before the draw, after they've already qualified. Um, so not, not only do you have a team with the least talent in the World Cup, but you have a team whose manager has really not seen them play and has literally not seen them play in a relevant game. Uh, they're the sixth in the ELO rankings, which are better than the ridiculous FIFA rankings. They're 63, which is the worst in the whole World Cup. You already said they have 750 to one odds, which only Panama uh, also has. Similar to Russia, all of their players play domestically. They sent like nine young guys to Spain to try and like turn them into stars, but 
A lot of them, none of them went. Only three of them made the, the team. They didn't play at all in Spain. They have two guys with over 130 caps. Om- Osama Hausawi is one of three guys named Hausawi on the team. None of them are related. Tasir al Jassim is also, uh, uh, you know, a, a very experienced player. All right, okay. This is enough about this is enough about the worst team. Well, uh, we don't care. Hold on. No, this we don't year, care. They're bad. They lose. We got. They it, lost okay? Iraq four one. They lost the Saudi. Okay. They are Saudi Arabia. They lost to Belgium four <laughs> nothing. My notes say they lost Saudi Arabia. That game is a mystery. Yeah. Uh, and they just lost Italy and Germany. They were outscored twelve nothing in their last World Cup, uh, including uh, famously the eight nothing game where Miroslav Klose had like seven goals. Uh, that was in two thousand two. So yeah, this team has no chance of getting in the group. To me, is the worst team in the whole tournament. Harold, do you think that they will get a point? I mean, they're probably their best chance at a point was probably going to be Russia. I mean, because Russia's kind of weak, but it's the first game. And like I said, I see no scenario in which yeah. they get a point that first game. I could see like a 99th minute penalty for Russia. Yeah. I just, I just. I think could get a, any team could get a 0 0 tie. They, you know, there was a, the lesser teams in the last few World Cups have really been boxing it in Algeria style and just trying to play a couple counters and. It, making it very hard. I mean, you look at look at the round of 16 in the last World Cup. Even mismatches were, were 0-0 through 90 minutes. Almost every game, you know, including U.S., Belgium, and, and uh, Argentina, I think, played some other garbage team. Just went to, you know, all, they all went to like 120 minutes. But yeah, Saudi Arabia stinks. Should all we right, root for uh, them, though, Chester? Yes. Uh, we, we should, uh, Saudi Arabia is not a country. It's an oil company with a flag and apparently a soccer team. Uh, so that's reason number one not to root for them. Reason number two, I'm going to get on my high horse for a second. Uh, the the country of Israel is in the same region of the world as Saudi Arabia, but because most of its neighbors are super uh, racist and anti-Semitic and refuse to play it, rather than uh, FIFA saying, all right, so you schedule the match, and if the other team doesn't play, that's a forfeit, they say, all right, fine, so Israel's going to have to compete in Europe instead of competing against its neighbors uh, because its neighbors refuse to play it. And so Israel has a much tougher qualification and never makes it. Uh, if Israel was where it should be, Israel would probably be in this spot instead of Saudi Arabia. So uh, you should not root for Saudi Arabia. I'm not sure that's the case this year and years past. <laughs> no, probably yes. Israel. Yes, Israel's worse now than they've been in the past. But Israel's better than Saudi Arabia. They're not. The, they're not the best team not to be in from Asia, but they're better than Saudi Arabia, right? Yeah, probably true. All right, next yeah. team. Also, but can I give okay, a ca- so- can I give a counterpoint to that? Saudi Arabia sure. is helping us in the 2026 uh, race a lot, or they're at least trying. Helping the United. It's true. Helping the United it's States. To host. It, it, they are they're really like uh like a de facto like lobbyist vice president for the United States and yeah. and my I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast but I went and compiled like every single country that said who they're going to vote for whether it was the United States slash Canada slash Mexico bid or the Morocco bid and I really think that Morocco is going to win the media is reporting that the United States is going to win but I don't see a path to victory but maybe Saudi Arabia could uh, how are the U S and Canada submitting a uh, joint bid after what's happened the last couple of days. Yeah, that's true. Canada's going to end up uh, like sabotaging us and saying vote yeah. for uh, Morocco. And it's really a U.S. bid with just with Canada and Mexico getting to play their home games because yeah. it's six, 60 games for the United States, only 10 for Mexico, 10 for Canada. And the yeah. U.S. gets quarterfinals, semifinals, finals. All right, what's the next team, Chester? Okay, so, uh, so the next team is Egypt. Egypt is sort of uh, the LeBron James of this tournament in that they have one really good player and uh, nobody else, and that player might be injured. Uh, it's their third World Cup ever. They've actually never won a World Cup game. It's their first since 1990. We don't know if Mo Salah is going to play. He has 33 goals in 57 games for Egypt. He's obviously an amazing player. I, Harold, would you agree with this assessment that in the Mount Rushmore of soccer right now, we have uh, you know, obviously two guys way ahead of everybody else in Messi and Ronaldo, and I'd say Neymar probably still on the Mount Rushmore, but I feel like this World Cup is an opportunity for someone to sort of become the fourth guy on that Mount Rushmore. Is this an insane statement, or do you agree? 
I agree to that. I agree with that. And I think uh, Mosala has a chance to be that guy. I mean, after- yeah, well, but probably not in the World Cup, just because I can't imagine he'd be healthy enough to like. Yeah, I mean, I, what's what's the the, but but in general, I agree. Mosala was becoming like the world superstar. I mean, it's, un- during, it's during, during the Liverpool. Liverpool it's season. yeah, it's really it's really unfortunate because this could have really been his coming out party. Not that the Champions League wasn't already, but this could have been yeah, like yeah. worldwide really uh, impressive for him. But he's probably not going to be at one hundred percent either way. So that's a little disappointing. Yeah, but uh, Harold, as 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 a as a Liverpool fan, this is good for me because I don't want anything that makes his price go. You're not a Liverpool fan. <laughs> you didn't know that. I mean, I'm a like, you fan. couldn't you couldn't name three players on the team. Right? <laughs> I believe Chester is a Liverpool fan because at one point someone said he looked like Michael Owen, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's oh, is that's that true? That's true. That's yeah, funny. That's basically, the reason. and also yeah. you were aren't you fast? Weren't you like speedy like Michael Owen? Yeah, but not not anymore. <laughs> um, so Egypt. Although is also, I, I don't, we don't look like each other anymore either. We both aged in different ways. So they're uh, Egypt's a very defensive team. They defend with six strong. Their best players, unlike Saudi Arabia's, don't play in Egypt. Obviously, we talked about Salah, but uh, Harold's beloved uh, beloved Arsenal has El Neni. Um, their their lead striker is uh, Coca, who plays in Portugal for Braga. They've got a guy named Trezeguet. That's not his real name. I guess he just plays like the old French star David Trezeguet. Their captain is forty five year old goalie SML Hadari. Uh, one thing I is like he their about start- them, is he their starting keeper or is he a backup? I, he is their captain. I'm not sure if he's going to start. One thing I do like about them, their center backs both play for West Brom. I like when when like players, Teammates. especially at a certain, yeah. Yeah, have, have a lot of, uh, uh, what's it called, familiarity with each other. They have lost or tied their last nine home games, which is not a great sign. Heading in, Nine non-home games, so neutral or road, uh, heading into the World Cup. So at 150, I don't think Egypt's a great bet, but Harold, how do you, how do you see them doing at this World Cup? I, I mean, because of the group, they have a chance. It's not a great group, and, you know, Russia's pretty bad and Saudi Arabia's pretty bad. Uh, so they have a chance to make it through, especially if Salah could play even, uh, let's say, 85 to 90 percent. Maybe if he misses the first game but is back for uh, like the second or the third, because the first game might be rough anyway. Well, right? the first game is against Uruguay, so uh, I think they'll probably lose that with or without him. So if That's he can, what I'm if, saying. right, if yeah. he can make it back for the last two games, they have a solid chance to advance. But once again, I think uh, Russia's going to advance because of the way soccer is worldwide, basically. Yeah, so let's talk about the last team in the group. Uruguay is at 30-1, to 1, which, uh, to me, those odds are a little bit high. They're probably not as good as some of the 40-1 to 1 teams. Uh, their manager, Oscar DeBarres... Yeah, but, but hold on. But I think part of yeah. that is because their odds of advancing are much higher, right? True, yeah. They, they're it's the same way like I mean, the, the Patriots' make, odds are higher because... 20, yeah, if they don't make the... Right, exactly. It's like being in the AFC, so it's a good analogy. If they don't make the round of 16, and again, they might not have such a hard game, a winnable game against Portugal or a dream matchup maybe against Morocco or Iran... Uh, if they win the group, if they don't make the round of 16, that I don't think they let this manager Oscar Javares back on the plane. He's been their manager since 2006, which is like Popovich esque. You know, in world soccer, you'd never have a manager for 12 years. This is uh, his, you know, his essentially third world, world Cup cycle with them. He was also their manager in 1988 to 1990, so he's he's been the Uruguay manager forever. There, it's a very international team. They only have two guys playing in Uruguay. Of course, Luis Suarez was 50 goals in under 100 games for them. And also Cavani, who plays for PSG and has 42 goals in 100 games. This is really their last chance, right, Harold? Suarez and Cavani are both 31. They have 10 guys over 30. They, 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 tore, after, uh, they tore through the World Cup qualifiers, uh, finishing second in South America. In the past, I think four straight times, they had to play in that ridiculous playoff against like New Zealand or Australia or whoever. Um, they did tank the Copa America, which is a little concerning, but two World Cups ago, they made the, the semifinals. So this is a team that has, clearly has the ability. Forlan is gone. What do you think, Harold? Is, how far can this team go? Uh, and obviously you have them winning the group. Uh, I think they're going to win the group. Uh, I think in, in the second round, as we'll see, Portugal 
probably going to be Portugal, possibly Morocco. Mm-hmm. I think they have a solid chance in that matchup as well. So they can make mm-hmm. it to you know the quarterfinals, and then they'll probably be up against a stronger France squad or maybe even Croatia. Yeah, well, let's let's wait. We'll do the quarterfinal through through finals, I guess. At the end, let's not give away like our title picks or anything. But yeah, I think we all have them winning. Chester, why should we root for Uruguay, or should we not root for Uruguay? Well, I think that uh, you know, I as I we, we skipped over Egypt on that one. I I would root for Egypt because yeah. I want to see Mo Salah, right? But again, it yes. depends. It, we don't even know if we're going to see him. So that's that's a reason to root for Egypt, and it's exciting when you know you have a star player sort of dragging a team that that's not necessarily a star team. So mm-hmm. that's that's why I would root for Egypt in this. Who, one, who I wonder who on Egypt is going to be the guy who like um, loses track of the score and accidentally yeah. goals himself <laughs> when he the clock was over. Yeah, who's the J.R. Smith of Egypt? That's a good question. Uh, and then uh, for Uruguay, I think. Because like when you look at sort of like the, the, the top teams in the world, there's a lot of repetitive mm-hmm. Italy who's not even in the tournament, of course, this year and in Germany and, and Brazil and Argentina. It's the sort of the same teams, uh, you know, playing for the championship uh, time after time. Uruguay is a country that I think won the World Cup right in 1950 or 1930. They've won both. it twice. Mm-hmm. 1930, 1950. Yeah, yeah. They won it twice. And so 30, so they, they were a world power once upon a time, but it's been so long, although, as we said, they made the semis eight years ago. So I think it would be exciting to see sort of a fresh face, but a realistic face. So that's a reason to root for Uruguay. If you want, if you want to mix it up and not just see the same three or four teams every time. Uh, wait, hold on. I, I just, I just want to tell a story about a, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Aton. You, 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 you called me Speedy before. So when we were in twelfth grade, we were like in Washington, the basketball team, and we, like, all the seniors on the team were having like races to see who could win. So I, I won all the races. Wait, so and you I got were to... in Washington, like DC. This just, it just happened to be in Washington where this happened. That's not relevant okay. to the story. Uh, okay. But, um, but then I got very cocky, and so I challenged Aton, who was. Uh, the big man on the team, and not the fastest guy in the world. I challenged him to a race where I would run backwards and he would run forwards, which he is like incredibly me. disrespectful. Of course, he smoked me. <laughs> yeah, but he was like he he agreed to do it, and then after we did it, he was like so insulted, which he should have been. But I but he actually agreed to the race. So so yeah. you got so you you embarrassed him and they got destroyed. All right, so Portugal's yeah. <laughs> eighteen to one leading off Group B. They won. I wonder if the Aton remembers champion. that. They won a lot of. We, I was just discussing this today after the Confessions podcast. People are very good at forgetting. Yeah, you you said this on the on the Confessions podcast. Yeah, but also the my yeah. my friend Andrew was very short growing up, and we used to call him Shrimpy. And if you ask him now, he'll say it never happened. But if I said, "Hey, uh, Grandpa," my friend Andrew says hi, he would say, "Do you mean Shrimpy?" <laughs> like he remembers from second grade. So people forget, and I'm sure I have a hundred things that I've forgotten that I would never want yeah. someone to bring up again. Um, yeah. So 2016 Euro champions were Portugal. Probably the least impressive title of all time. It would have been less impressive than the Cavs if, like, Clay Thompson and Durant and Curry had all quit in the middle of game one. Like, if they beat Switzerland, they tied Switzerland, they tied Poland, they tied Iceland, they tied Hungary. Some of these teams they beat in in, uh, penalty kicks. Then they beat Wales, who's not even in the World Cup, and then they they beat France in the championship on penalty kicks. They didn't have a single real win in the World Cup, uh, other than Wales. This is Ronaldo's fourth World Cup ready. He's 33, so... Uh, he's not too old to be, you know, at, at, at uh, sort of top uh, performance, but at 37, he probably won't be. So this is probably it for Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, in, this, in the Ronaldo era, they have a semifinal. They have a round of 16. And then the last World Cup, they crashed out in 2014. Uh, he was basically their only good player. They had really mailed it in on their manager even before the tournament started. Well, so here's my question. Why does Portugal always have only one good player? So it was Ronaldo before him was Leish Figo, but it seems like they always have yeah. one and exactly one like star. It's weird. It's it's the same thing. Figo was their generational talent, and then somehow they and like Figo at the time. And then they got an even better one, which is crazy in the world. And then somehow they got someone much better than Figo. uh, But it's the same idea. Um, Portugal, uh, you know, since we're not really talking much about the USMNT, the only the only Euro team to to, I believe ever lose to uh, 
America, and they were one second away from doing it twice at the last World Cup, if not for Ronaldo's last second uh, Hail Mary goal. Um, less than half their players play in the, t- in the, in the, the top five leagues in Europe, which is not, I mean, listen, it's a small country. Sometimes you can't just manufacture 23 good players. They don't have Nani. They don't have Adair who scored the winning goal in the 26, uh, in the 2016 tournament. They have two, they have two 35 plus defenders, Bruno Alves and Pepe who don't play for top clubs anymore. Uh, on the other side, they have a 22 year old for AC Milan, who's already has a a dozen goals and not so many games for, uh, Portugal. They have Goncalo Guedes, who's very fast and will probably be get, become a, a massive... I guess he is probably a massive money player already for uh, PSG. Um, what is Portugal's... Does Portugal have a chance of winning the group, Harold? Uh, it's going to be hard to win the group with Spain in there. Uh, but you never... Mm-hmm. You know, is there is there a chance that they miss out on, on the round of 16? Yes, there's a chance. Uh, I mean, if Ronaldo's not informed, they're not going to make... They're not going to get out of the group. I think he will be, because he always is, seemingly. It makes me nervous for the guys who played, and Ronaldo is literally number one on this list. Like, he's LeBron. He plays the entire season, including the, into the Champions League final, every single season. Uh, and But then he's got to turn around six weeks later and play in the... Or even less, and play in the World Cup... Like, even if he's, you know, Ronaldo's Ronaldo, but, like, he needs a break. This is an insane time. It's almost an argument for the 2022 20, uh, or 20, 2022 World Cup where, you know, players are actually in form. Uh, like, if, right, like you said, if Ronaldo's gassed, then, then this team has a zero shot. So, you know, we, we have no way of knowing how much energy he has. We saw our best player, Pulisic, looks like he, you know, he really needs the two-month break. So, um, uh, it would make me a little nervous, if, you know, if you rely on one team, similar to... I look at Liverpool. Salah went down, and, and they kind of collapsed. And so hold on. So Harold, so you said you predict Portugal to advance, but as as, as the runner-up, not as the winner. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, they're going to advance, but as okay. the runner-up, in my opinion. But I, I, I'm not, I don't feel a mil- I don't feel extremely confident about it. I think once again, if Ronaldo is, do they have a chance to win the tournament? No, they have no chance to win. The I don't tournament. think so either. I agree. I, I think the Euro tournament was was one of the bigger flukes we've ever seen. Um, Spain's at 11, 11 to two, five and a half to Wait, one. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. So I just want to okay. say, I think that I yeah. think we should root for Portugal, uh, similar to Egypt, but a, but a stronger example of that. Like Ronaldo's in the conversation for the greatest player of all time, yeah, and, and to needs, see him in, in he needs the cup. Same as Messi. Yeah, to see him, him in really in his anything. last chance. Yeah. Right. This 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 is like realistically his last chance. Yeah. I mean, maybe so. maybe Euro twenty twenty, but again, he already won the Euros, so that's a little bit. That's why it's a little bit different than Messi internationally. He has won something. I I just think they've been too good for too long to be like a cute team to root for. I you know what I mean? I don't know. It's not really picking an underdog. It's it's almost like. Uh, you know, at eighteen to one, what are they like the seventh or eighth money line? Well, favorite? but they're it's, certainly. I mean, Portugal is to Spain as like Canada is the United States, and the fact that they're in the same group, right? Yes. I also I also think first of all they're a fun team to watch obviously because of Ronaldo like every game of theirs is a must watch game even if they're playing Iran or something but I, I disagree if if are, they, are you saying they're your team to pick to root for in the whole tournament no I didn't say that I I'm, you said I should give reasons why we should or should not okay. root for teams they're not right? on, they're so, not if we're rooting for different teams they're not really on my short list but I get why yeah. you would. In, in Group A, I said you should root for Egypt and Uruguay. And in Group B, mm-hmm. so far, I've given a possible reason for Portugal. We'll see about the other oh. teams in this group. Okay. Uh, Spain has only made the semis once since 1950. That was when they won the championship in 2010. They are, of course, the 28, uh, 2008 and 2012 Euro champions. Uh, they were knocked out by Italy, who's not even in this tournament, in the round of 16 in their last major tournament. They and of course in their second to last major tournament, the 2014 World Cup, they lost the opening their opening game five won the Netherlands and they were literally the first team eliminated when they lost their second game in the tournament's opening week. Uh, my question for Harold would be, 
who is their Raul? Who is their star goal scorer? They have 10 guys from Barcelona, Real Madrid. They have guys from Manchester City, Manchester United, Arsenal, Chelsea, Bayern Munich. But who is the one guy who could carry them on uh, on, on his back? And Or maybe maybe it's just a team effort. But I'm going to say who, something weird, there, actually. Who's going to emerge? I'm going to say someone. It's not going to be a goal scorer. I think David De Gea is yeah. head and shoulders the best goalkeeper in the world. And you saw what he did. Well, is that what is that is that eliminating Manuel Neuer, who might not even play in the tournament? Because a lot of people think Neuer is better than De Gea. I, I think I think De Gea is better. I look, I mean, if you look at what he did for Manchester United this city this season, basically, he he carried mm-hmm. them the whole season. I think. Right, that is interesting. A lot of times you see the elite keeper on a second tier team, like when we talk about Costa Rica, but. Having a, a team of studs with, an, with a dominant keeper, something that, let's say, Brazil usually does not have, is a weird, you know, because even if they're playing like at a B-minus level, they could still basically never allow a goal. He, he, can, save, he can save games for them, and, and they'll find a way to score with the, with the players that they have. I think you're probably looking at Isco as the, as the most likely to be the creative spark for them, I guess. Yeah, he's really the young stud here. Yeah, and also, by the way, this team is so loaded for for very casual fans. Like Chess Fabregas didn't make this team. Juan Mata not on this team. Like this team could have put together four teams that could easily make the round of sixteen. Yeah, this is a very this is a very solid team all around. Uh, and I think De Gea. It's a little old though. Also, like Ramos, Iniesta, Silva, Busquets, uh, Pique. All these guys are are like four four World Cup territory. Yeah, they're they're, they're older, but I think that experience along with the younger players, along with De Gea on the back line, is going to really be. Very helpful for them in the whole tournament. So, Chester, should we root for Spain? No, we definitely should not root for Spain. Uh, so, in 2010, when they won the tournament, I watched, uh, other than possibly if there was games on Shabbat, which, I don't, which I'm sure there were, I watched every single minute of that entire tournament. Uh, it, it, was, it was the summer when I was uh, between law school and, and not doing anything because I had like six, six months off after law school. And ostensibly, mm-hmm. I was supposed to be studying for the bar, but I did not study for the bar. I would wake up at 10 o'clock every morning. I would watch four hours of soccer. It was fantastic. I got really into it. And Spain was just an annoying team. Like, they, I didn't like their style. I didn't think they were exciting. They also mm-hmm. were like a starless team. They had like, you know, they had like tons of talent, but they had no like elite guy. Right. They don't have a top five or do they have a top 10 world player, Harold? Probably not, right? Uh, other than their goalkeeper, I don't think so. Other than their keeper, yeah. Oh, now yeah. we're in 2010. No, now, now. They have a guy who who would be in your top ten no, list. Probably in the not world. now. No, probably not. No. So yeah. So, so Spain is to me they're annoying. Uh, I would rather see Portugal come. And all, again, Portugal's like you know the tiny little country surrounded on three sides by Spain. So I would rather see uh, Portugal than Spain. All right, quickly. Morocco's at four hundred. The one is their fifth World Cup. Only one time have they ever gotten to the round of sixteen. It's their first World Cup this century. Actually, they have twenty three players from twenty two different teams. Only one of their players has ten international goals. That's Ayub El Kabi. He's only played eight games, so he's good. Uh, most of the team is is naturalized, not far uh, is foreign born, not born in Morocco. As a USMNT fan, can't really complain about that because half our team is like that too. Uh, they have a teenager, Ahrad Hakimi, who's already played uh, games for Real Madrid. That's good. Their captain, Mehdi Benatia, plays for Juventus, uh, and they have uh, one of the best players at Ajax, Hakim Ziyech. Uh, another interesting thing, we're going to talk about Iran in one second. Morocco and Iran right now do not have diplomatic relations, so that could be. You can say that about a lot of teams who are playing Iran, but. But uh, that you know that could be uh, that could be an, make for an interesting game. Although I don't know, it's only been like six months. It's not like a forty-year feud, so I don't know uh, if the players care at all. But Morocco at four hundred to one, higher odds than Iran, which is surprising to me. Yeah, I think uh, Morocco has is the is the team that if Portugal slips up, they're gonna they'll, they'll advance. Uh, I don't see any way Iran does. Uh, Morocco has some legitimate players, uh, as you mentioned before. So I think they have a shot, especially with Portugal being basically a one-man team. Uh, and them being 
underdogs to Iran is actually really surprising to me. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe those numbers are wrong. Harold, should we? I mean, Chester, should we root for Morocco? I don't have a strong opinion here. I think that, you know, as we said, they might be the hosts eight years from now, which means that they'll be in the tournament, uh, you know, guaranteed eight years from now. It would be interesting for us to know Everyone's something gonna about them. Everyone's going to be in the tournament eight years from now because it's 48. There's 48 teams. Yeah. Every but um, yeah, I mean, I, I really have zero opinion about Morocco. So, OK, that's fair. I think they're actually more exciting than you'd think. Let's go to Iran, 300 to once. Their fifth World Cup, their only win ever, was against the United States in 1998. They've never been past round one. The last World Cup, they actually held Argentina until Messi won the game at the very end. They also held Nigeria's nil-nil. They did lose 3-1 three and three to one to Bosnia-Herzegovina, whatever. Um, their manager, people will be familiar with, Carlos Quérez, brought South Africa to the World Cup, brought Portugal to the World Cup. This is the second time bringing Iran to the World Cup. He's also been the manager of Real Madrid. And, Harold, who else? Uh, I don't know who who else. The Metro Stars. Oh, uh, Carlos Suarez was the, wasn't he the original or the second manager for the Metro, Metro Stars? You might be right. <laughs> yeah. So the, he also did a wild thing, which is he, the, you get twenty three players to bring to the World Cup. He cut the roster at twenty four, basically turned it into a game of Survivor. Like whoever is late for a meal is going home. I'm cutting someone before the World <laughs> Cup because we have one extra guy. He may have cut it uh, by the time we're recording this. I I didn't see, but uh, to me that's a baller move. I think he's done it before also. Um. Ten players on the team playing Iran, two playing Qatar. Not one of them plays in the top five. EuroLeague, they're a very poor possession team. They're literally not going to have the ball once the whole game against Spain. Um, one of the top players is a guy named Ashkan Dejaga. He could not get on the, the field for Nottingham Forest. Probably not a great sign. Uh, this is probably a stupid question. Well, first, Harold, do they have a chance to make the round of 16? No, the reason they got in was because they didn't let it go up in qualifying. But that was yeah. in Africa, and weird things happen in Africa, so I don't really know how to answer that. But um, Asia, in Asia, Asia, in Asia. Morocco's in Africa. Excuse me. Asia, weird things happen in Asia, so I, I don't it's really true. know. And also, that's the easiest country. It's the easiest place to qualify from, other than the half spot in Oceania. Yes, yeah, so um, I don't see. How I don't, don't see don't... why they're better than Morocco at all. Like Morocco has legitimate world like stars. I don't. I don't understand why why they're being considered. But I'm not saying they can't. Their they their style and they have a very good manager, and their style was really good at the last World Cup. Uh, like we said, they were a few minutes away from tying Argentina. They t- they they held down. They're very stubborn, and they held down a really good Nigeria team, but. Listen, I mean, you I mean, can't get they can't get broken down in Asia because they're actually as good as the Asian teams. But right, it's just but, too much. But in the, in the, in the World group. Cup, Portugal. I mean, Ronaldo is going to score. Yeah, up there's there. no easy games in this group. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Chester, this is a dumb question, but should we root for Iran, country that would not let us in, and if we were in the country, would probably throw us in jail for our lives? Should we root for them? Yeah, I would say no. Uh, but I will say that they might not have any shoes, according to an article on ESPN.com today. So if they play barefoot, I say root for them because that would be interesting to watch. That would actually be a funny story. There aren't a lot of. Uh, uh, Big time, you know, storylines around the Iranian team right now. So that would be funny. Uh, I do like their manager. All right, Group C, France, same as Spain, eleven to two, so five and a half to one. Nineteen ninety eight champions, runners up in two thousand six. They missed the World Cup in twenty ten, and the last World Cup they lost to Germany, won nothing in the quarterfinals. They had a really impressive uh, qualification where they had three wins against Sweden and Netherlands. They play an attacking, like interesting style. That's a four three three. Sometimes the whole team is Champions League caliber. They're also really young. Uh, Harold, tell, tell me about who you think is the absolute star of the team right now. Uh, it's one of two. Uh, okay. Pogba, mm-hmm. he had a weird season in, in, in uh, the Premier League, so but I would I mean, he's still a great player. And uh, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but uh, Mbappe, uh, you know, he, he PSG bought him for a ton of money. 180 million. 180 million euros. That's, and, lo- that's like $800 million today. Yeah. He, he's great. But not Griezmann. I thought you were going to say Griezmann. He's got 20 goals uh, for France in very few games, about 53 games, 29 goals in Europe this season. Uh, and also the player of the tourney at Euro 2016. He had six goals. Uh, 
you you know, are, uh, casual soccer fans will be familiar with their keeper. Also, Hugo Lars, Tottenham goalkeeper. A lot of Tottenham all over the World Cup. Tottenham on every team, basically. I mean, I'm upset at Griezmann uh, for never signing for Arsenal. I figured at one point one of those rumors would come true and he come to Arsenal. He never did. So, you know, I, I try not to uh, talk him up as much as I can. I do think Griezmann has an outside shot of being that fourth guy. If France is in the final, he, he has a chance to, to get the Ballon d'Or, and he has a chance to really be that like fourth superstar. Another fun fact, defender Adal Ramey, her, uh, his uh, girlfriend, Pamela Anderson. Huh. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure how uh, I would. Yeah. Fun fact. She, I also, I, she's also kind of into Julian Assange. I don't know. She's, uh, she likes to get in the newspapers, Pamela Anderson. Evidently. Um, Chester. <laughs> yeah. Should we root for France? Uh, you know, the French didn't even show up last time. Or was that two times ago? Two times ago. Two times ago. Okay, which yeah. is pretty pathetic. The one uh, World Cup you watched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's why. Yeah. On the on the other hand, I named my son after uh, their greatest player ever, right? Who had uh, some of the most iconic moments. I th- I think that the – I would argue that the end of the 2006 final – Your son's name is Thierry? No, it was Zidane. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. It was a joke. Uh, yeah, oh. I would I would argue that the the end of the Italy France final was the yeah. was the most watched sports moment of our lifetimes. Oh no! Uh, probably. Yeah, probably that's that's yeah. probably fair. Yeah, if so, Twitter was uh, big, then it would have been an abs like like it would have broken Twitter. Twitter didn't even exist then. It wasn't. Small. I say it was 2010. It, it 2010. No, that was 2006. 2006. That was 2006. Oh, you're right. 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 Yeah, 2000, in, two, in 2006, that's when it was in Germany, uh, and I, you know, I, I was uh, detained by the police as we discussed. Not in 2010 when I was in the Bronx and watching. Uh, so I will say uh, France had their chance in 98, um, and uh, there's no reason to root for them now. But let's see who else is in the group. And, and then Harold, maybe my, my and Harold you have them winning the group, right? Yeah, I have them winning the group. Their they, their B team probably could win some of these groups. So, yes, they're going to win the group, I think. Yeah, they, they are stacked. Uh, Australia, 350 to 1. Uh, so their manager, Bert, Bert, Bert Van Marwick, brings Saudi Arabia to the World Cup, quits... And then gets the Australia job somehow. It's crazy how many of these guys, like these managers, think, oh, sweet, I made the World Cup, and then get fired afterwards. Uh, he's only managed them twice, as we were speaking. He beat Syria barely. Um, and then, uh, you know, no, sorry, he, they, he managed them twice. This team barely beat Syria to make it to the playoff round where they almost had to play the United States. They played Honduras. They beat Honduras. Both those teams kind of stink. So they really didn't beat anybody. They came in third in a very mediocre Asian group to get here. It's their fifth World Cup. They've gotten to the round 16 once. Fun fact, Tim Cahill and Mark Milligan, two players on Australia, playing their fourth World Cup. Mark Milligan, probably the most anonymous player to ever be in two World Cups, let alone four. Uh, (laughs) Cahill has 50 goals for Australia, but he is super old. They have players from 11 different, uh, who are playing at 11 different countries. The only team that sent two players, you want to guess, Harold, it's a non-Premier League English team. The only team that has two players on the Australian side. This is ungettable. Uh, it's it, ungettable. No, I have no idea. <laughs> Millwall, the great Millwall, as two as two Australian players, not a great sign. Their best player, in my opinion, is probably Aaron Moy. He played every game this year for Huddersfield Town in the EPL, and they stayed up. So he's not a bad player. Uh, and obviously, Cahill's the star. Uh, Chester, should we root for Australia? Well, we should because in 2006, that day that I was detained, it was the game was Australia playing in the quarterfinals, I believe, in in their best tournament ever that I that I watched. Really going back uh, to the sport well yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I just you know one of the most exciting matches I ever watched, or probably the most exciting in terms of the environment, um, was uh, Australia against uh, Italy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so yeah, uh, Australia was great. Uh, their fans are great. Don't they call themselves the the Roos or the Kangaroos or something? Soccer like Roos. Soccer Roos. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, swinging a miss Thank there. You degree, uh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, uh, and they're an underdog. So I say, uh, and and they speak our language. Uh, you know, the only people who are English speaking since America's out of it are, are England. And, and you Australia. said that you want everyone to only speak English, at least in the United <laughs> States. That's what your platform. Um, yeah, that's why. That's why Trump's. Harold, do, so, yeah. Harold, so do they I say for Australia. Okay. Do do they have a chance to get past Peru and Denmark? You already said France is winning the group and get to the R sixteen. Chance? Yes. Will they? Probably not. I think Peru and Denmark are better than them. Uh, I think weird things could happen. It's only no. It's only three games, but I, I'd be surprised. I, I have them. I would have them tipped as the fourth in the group. If you had to predict, do they get a point? Yeah, they get a point. I think they get a point off one of Peru or Denmark. Yes. All right, let's talk about Peru. Fifth World Cup, but their first World Cup since 1982. So I believe last World Cup had no new teams. This one only has two. So uh, Panama and Iceland. So if you're looking for fresh blood, this is this is one of the freshest bloods. They did get to the quarterfinals once back in the day. They played 14 games in a row without a loss. That's pending the Sweden game. Uh, their, their big storyline, Chester, was their star player, Paolo Guerrero, uh, again, obviously, everyone in this team's never played in the World Cup before, but this is his dream, playing the World Cup. Got suspended for cocaine. He got reinstated. He said it was the cocaine test came from tea from a coca leaf. It was literally the biggest store in the country for months. They did not think he would get he would get cleared, but he did. Their other star is Jefferson Farfan, probably their most famous player. Can I ask you a question? Uh, what, what do you mean they've won 14 in a row pending Sweden? They they drew with Sweden on Saturday. So okay, yeah, I, I, I wrote my notes a few days ago. That's what I meant, oh, okay. and I didn't <laughs> update from the friendly game. So 15 games in a row without a loss. Uh, they're a very small team. I think they're the smallest in the tournament, uh, just physically. They only have one player in a top-five league, and he plays for Watford, Andre Carrillo. That's not hey, ideal. Do you, do you watch Barry, the HBO show? Yes, yeah, I watched the whole season of Barry. So the, well, there was a running joke the whole season about uh, Peruvians being very short, right? Yes, that's true. Peru yeah. and uh, no, wasn't it Bolivians? Sorry, <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was Peruvians, but uh, but either uh, way, the point stands. You said it's a very small team. So uh, Andy Polo and Yoshimar Yutan both play in MLS. If you're looking for a sh- sort of American connection, uh, they're uh, they're probably the best players. Renato Tapia, he's a he's a 22 year old midfielder for Feyenoord in the Dutch league. Uh, Harold Peru, I have them. Not going through. Do you have them going through, or do you have Denmark going through? I have them going through. Uh, I had it very close between them and Denmark, but you know anyone who really could survive South American qualifying the way they did, you have to give them credit. And they, they yeah, you, know, you have to be yay good. You can't be a bad team and make it through the comp. You'll be exposed. Some and some of those road games are the hardest games in the world. Exactly. So I'm going to give them credit for qualifying in the first place, and I think they'll have enough barely to get through. Uh, Chester, should we root for Peru? We're not. We're not going to root for France. We already established that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and we're not. And we're not going to root for Denmark because they never score, score any goals. And so uh, we're rooting for Australia and Peru to advance from this group. Okay, fine. I don't think they will. Denmark is also hundred to one, like Peru is. It's their fifth World Cup. They made the ninety-eight quarterfinals. They've missed two of the last three. Tw- Two thousand ten, they crashed out in the group stage. They qualified in the playoffs, so they didn't exactly dominate UEFA. Um, uh, uh, qualification, but they beat Ireland five one. They were ahead of, they were behind Poland, ahead of Montenegro and Romania. Not a great group. They play a lot of zero zero matches, like you just alluded to. Not so exciting. they're kind of, they're not exciting. They only have three players playing in Denmark. So they do have a lot of players playing for relevant teams. They also have they had a fourteen game in a row uh, streak. Chester, can you update that on the Mexico friendly that just happened? I don't know if it's fifteen games in a row or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Denmark beat them. Okay, so fifteen games in a row. Chester, yeah. uh, Harold, is there a player on this team who excites you? Uh, excites me? No, because I'm an Arsenal fan, but I guess Christian Eriksen would, would be the closest. Yeah, Christian Eriksen, I, I think, is probably going to become their star midfielder for Tottenham. What about Schmeichel? Are you a Schmeichel guy? Do you think he's good? No, not particularly. Uh, you know, no. And, uh, you he's know, a fine fellow, Harold. Make, make is, is he a fine fellow? Casper. 
And then, I, I mean, listen, he has winning experience, right? Bring Leicester to the title. His dad was the Manchester United treble team keeper in 99. He also won the Euro way back in 92 with, with Denmark. Uh, the, the player people are really pointing to as maybe being the breakout star, other than Ericsson, who's kind of a known commodity, is Pione Sisto, who plays in Spain for Celta Vigo. Young guy, one of the fastest players in the world. There's also Casper Dolberg, a 20-year-old for Ajax. Hey, Caspers are on this like team. Him. There's I, a lot of Caspers. I mean, what they need There's to a lot do of... is bring back Nicholas Bentner. If they had him, they'd probably advance. But yeah, Bentner did not make this team. Is he injured? I don't know why. Is he just old? Why? I don't I know why he didn't make the team. he's old and terrible, and I don't really uh, know. But yeah. yeah. So so maybe it's hard to listen. But if there are guys you've heard of that don't make the team, that's usually a sign that like things are moving up. This is definitely a talented team. Uh, I think you'll agree they can't win, but they, they have this sort of style that if they get through the groups, nobody's going to be like, sweet, we have Denmark in the round of 16. Right, I would agree. I still don't think they'll make it through. I'm I, I, I'm with Peru, but I, I wouldn't be shocked to see them make it through and, I, and to win a game okay. in the knockout stages, depending on who they drew. I mean, as we'll see in a second, it probably won't work out for them if in the next round either, but yeah. you never know. Um, and Chester already said not to root for them. So let's go to Group D. We got Argentina, 5-1. to one. 1978 champions. 2006 champions. Uh, uh, 1986 champions. Excuse me. Hand the gut goal. 26-2010. Uh, quarterfinals. Runner-up at the last World Cup. Runner-up at the last Cup America. Knocked out three times in a row by Germany. This is an insanely old team. They have 13 players who are 30 or above. And a 14th is going to become 30 during the World Cup. It is an insanely old team. Other than Messi, Javier Mascherano, in his fourth World Cup, he now plays in China. So, uh... Not maybe not in peak form anymore. Maybe not as fast. I think he's like thirty-four years old. Uh, Messi has sixty-four goals in one hundred twenty-four games for Argentina. That's good. But bad news: their keeper, their keepers have nine caps total. Their main goalkeeper, who's not even a starter uh, on his own, Sergio Romero, who was a backup at Man U, is injured. So they have th- they have three completely untested um, uh, goalkeepers. That's going to be a theme throughout the rest of the teams we talk about. Uh, and Higain, who's playing for Juventus, probably going to start ahead of Sergio Aguero, who has been pretty dominant for Argentina. Harold, what do you think about Argentina? I mean, any team that has Messi is going to have a shot to do something. Yeah. I don't. Th- I think it's probably a bridge too far for them to win it all. I think there are four clear top teams, and I think Argentina fo- falls below that. Uh, but I think they'll have a good shot to win the- this group uh, and do. Do you think well. they're better than Portugal? I mean, obviously, that's the team they probably compared to the most just because, you know, one superstar and then yes. some question marks in the starting lineup. Yes, I think they're better than Portugal. Because 5-1 to one are odds of a team that has a really good chance to win the tournament. To me, this is not a team that has a really good chance to win the tournament. I don't think they have a chance to win the tournament. 5-1 to one is te- are terrible odds for them. And terrible I, I mean, odds. That's, I mean, that's better than what we just saw for France and Spain. So and, that's like the third favorite. And not I, like I said before, you know, South American qualifying is difficult, but they almost didn't get to this World Cup as well. So. Yeah, at one point it looked like they might not be in, you're right. So, I, the five to one is is messy. That's messy, and everyone knows messy, yeah. and no that's why they're five to one. And they have some other players, you know, as you mentioned, uh, Higuain, and and they do have some other players. But I, I I don't see how they're listed as a contender, except for the fact that they're called Argentina. To be perfectly honest, Grant Wall has them missing the group sixteen stage. Do you have them winning this group? I have them winning the group, but I like I I would tend to agree. It's not crazy for them to to. You know, no, it would not be the most shocking. It would not be nearly as shocking as Spain missing the last one. I, I don't if, have if I don't have the balls to, to predict it, but I, it's not it would yeah. not be crazy to see. I feel like that's out. a hot take culture by Grant. But I like Grant Wall, but I feel like that's just like trying to get a takedown. He's yeah, been he very has, big on Argentina missing the R sixteen. He's been very big on Mexico's going to beat Brazil in that round. Also, I don't he's see been that either. Toting that for a month. Yeah. Um. I don't see that. Uh, Ch- uh, Chester, should we root for Argentina? 
Uh, you know, I have a lot of opinions about Argentina. I'm really torn. So, you know, on the one hand, whenever there's an international tournament uh, as a Jew, uh, I watch and I say, which which of these countries like uh, hates Jews less? Because, you know, usually every country hates Jews. Argentina, of course, famously uh, was the happy host of every former Nazi after World War II. So uh, they definitely started on the bad side for me uh, for that reason. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, you know, Messi, uh, yeah, at least until... Until the, until the last World Cup, Messi had to deal with the same bullshit that, you know, we used to hear about LeBron until he won a title or, you know, we used to hear about Barry Bonds, like uh-huh. being arguably the greatest of all time, but oh, he didn't win the big one. and da, da, da. Yeah. So, you know, I, I hate that kind of narrative. So on that hand, I would like to see Messi uh, uh, win personally. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, there's a couple of other uh, countries in this group that I'm definitely rooting for. And also I'm pissed at the Argentinians because, uh, you know, they had a friendly schedule for I don't Saturday. Think, I don't think the players, honestly, I don't think the uh, thing was the players' fault at all. Yeah, well, but it was it, it was it was the it and was Messi the didn't say anything. I don't think I don't I don't yeah. think I I wouldn't blame the players for that at all. I'm not well. I'm not playing, but again, I want to see Messi uh, succeed individually, but I do not want to see Argentina succeed uh, overall. So I say, do not root okay. for Argentina. Okay, uh, Iceland, smallest team, uh, the team that Chester's football team stole skull from, 150 <laughs> to one, first World Cup, smallest nation to ever qualify. Um, by the way, a little weird fact. We're going to talk about Croatia in a second. Iceland, Croatia, Harold, in the same World Cup qualifying group. I don't ever remember seeing that before. Yeah, I'm sure. Where I, they, they, I don't remember that either. That, it, I thought that was very strange as well. It's very weird. They actually shouldn't probably be allowed to happen. I'm sure it has happened, but I really cannot ever remember it happening. They were also with Ukraine, Turkey, and Finland, so it was actually a very good group. They got through. The, the two teams, if you're curious, split the home and home in World Cup qualifying. Iceland famously beat England at the 2016 Euro to make the quarterfinals. Uh 22 out of 23 players on Iceland's name ended with S-O-N. Frederick Schramm, who's, I think, born in Denmark and is a backup oh, keeper, you know, uh, is yeah. the only guy to break the streak of, of the <laughs> S-O-Ns. Only one player plays locally, speaking of Iceland. Um, their best player, would you say it's their Everton star, Harold? Yeah, I would say it's Sigurdsson. Uh, but Iceland is the type of team where they don't rely on stars, I guess. it's right. It sounds lame. And, oh, oh it's a small team, it's a small country, things like that. But truth of the matter is it's a team uh and that's where why they are where they are uh they've been like this for the past you know euro cycle and world cup cycle so they have a shot they don't really depend on anyone so to speak so i think it's a really balanced group also this is every game for them is going to be tough for different reasons yeah they they have a shot i mean there's no way around it they have a shot of getting on this group could they shock Mm -hmm. argentina they can because they're so balanced and Argentina's uh, a little bit more top heavy. So, you know, they don't rely on one guy as Argentina does. Messi has a bad game. Iceland's right there. So they they definitely have experience playing with each other. Obviously, it's not a big country. You know, a lot of these players have been on the field, you know, with each other for dozens of games at this point. Correct. Uh, if people want something viral, first of all, Aaron Gunnarsson, Cardiff City, also another good player for them. Albert Gumanson, his father is the announcer. If you want a cool clip <laughs> to get you in the mood, watch him. Watch him uh, go like crazy and scream and cry when they beat uh, England in the Euros. Tinker! <laughs> 
getur farið úr Evrópu, það getur farið bara hvert sem þið viljið. England 1, Ísland 2, er lokastaðan hér, Inís. And it's an amazing clip, and, and his dad's on the team, but he's the announcer. And also the manager, Heimer Halgrimsson, used to be a dentist, like a professional dentist who was a part-time, and then like eventually got good, and they started paying him to be the full-time. But he's literally a licensed dentist. Yeah, so Iceland. Chester, are we rooting for Iceland? Yes, obviously, uh, everybody should be rooting for Iceland. Iceland is the team of the tournament. As you said, first World Cup, smallest nation ever to qualify. Uh, all those reasons, you know, the, their, their, their manager being a dentist, uh, there's, th- you couldn't possibly have more reasons. Obviously, as a Vikings fan, I have even more because for some reason, I don't really understand this. Like Most people from Minnesota are like from Sweden or, or mm-hmm. Norway or Germany. There's not a lot of Icelandic people just because there's not a lot of Icelandic people in general. Um, mm-hmm. you know, most people in Minnesota are, are Anderson or Olsen with an E, not with an O. Uh, but, but, mm-hmm. but as you said, the Vikings and Iceland have decided to become one and the same. They both do the same skull chant. Last summer, a whole bunch but of the Vikings... But did you steal from them, or did they, they didn't take it from you? Like, well, I, so, I don't know. A whole bunch of the Vikings players went to Iceland last summer to, to root for them qualifying. And then a yeah. whole bunch of Icelandic uh, players came to came to Minnesota for the playoffs in January. So there's like a whole bunch of cross-cultural things going on. So okay. as a Vikings fan, obviously I'm rooting for Iceland, but anybody should root for Iceland. They're, they're, they're the biggest underdog, and it's amazing. I agree, so, but I also think Cinderella. I think the Cinderella story is is going to wrap up. Uh, Croatia fifth World Cup. They actually came in third in 1998. Uh, I believe Hakan Suker scored like eight seconds into that third place game, if I remember correctly. They have not made the round of 16 since in 2014. They did not make the tournament in Euro 2016. They beat Turkey. They beat Spain. So they were playing really well. They lost to Portugal in extra time in the round of 16. Uh, they have some legitimate star players. Uh, they only have two guys who play in Croatia. Two minor players. So everyone's playing at big clubs. Uh, Manzukic, who had 30 goals this year for Juventus. Of course, Luka Modric, captain, Real Madrid. And then the Ivans, Ivan Rakitic for Barcelona, a really good striker, Ivan Perisic for Inter. What do you think, Harold? I mean, they have it's a solid squad. It's, there's no way around it. It's a solid squad, and they have a pretty good draw here. Uh, you know, it's going to be, in my mind, between them and Iceland to make the round of 16. Uh, Modric is a great player. Mandzukic is a great player. 35 to 1. I don't think they're going to win, but I also think that number is a little bit high. Like, if they play this third tournament 35 times, I think for sure they win the tournament. I don't know if they win the tournament, but they, you know, that's the type of team that... They make you know, a bunch of semis in, the, in that 35 right, Correct. They, they, they're, they're a type of team who, you know, randomly will be in the semifinals. I don't think it will happen. I, I, I don't, but, you know, randomly things happen, and next thing you know, they're in the semifinals. So, uh, I think they're a solid team, and I would, I'm picking them to make it out of the group. Um, okay, yeah, I, I, I am two, and then last team in Group D, Nigeria, two hundred one. We, we, yeah. we should not be rooting for Croatia. I just want to say that. And why is that? Do not We're root not. For why? Well, okay. So first of all, I, Iceland is a great team to root for, and Nigeria, I'll get to in a second. But you know, as I said before, uh, you know, Croatia is a country. It's just a terrible place. I'm sorry. You know, in World War II, in World War Two, they were uh, close allies with Hitler, and in one of the countries that that most uh, excitedly and happily exterminated its Jews. Uh, Fifty years later, then they went ahead and started exterminating Muslims in the 1990s. So basically, uh, any religious minority uh, will be exterminated by the Croatians, and so uh, you should not root for Croatia. Okay. I'm getting a little heavy here. All right, 200 to one. <laughs> Uh, 200 to 1, the Super Eagles. Nigeria's been to the round 16 twice, including the last World Cup. An African team, Chester, has never made the World Cup semis. They lost 2 0 to France, I believe, in the round of 16. They won the African Cup of Nations 2013, but they haven't been there, so maybe this core has been struggling a little bit the last two tournaments they missed. They are the youngest team in the tournament. Their stars, John Obi Mikel, Victor Moses from Chelsea. They have a couple of Leicester City guys, Kalechi uh, Ayanacho and Wilfred Ndidi. They also have an Arsenal player. Is he any good? Harold, Alex Uwobi? Uh, eh, he's fine. He's, he's nothing. Okay. No, no, no great shakes. I wouldn't be excited about him. 
They have John Obi Mikel, Joel Obi, and John Ogu. If you're going to get confused, Ogu is a star player for the Hapoel Beersheba team that's become a real interesting European team kind of out of nowhere. Uh, they have no keeper. Just one of these teams that has no decent keeper. It's ridiculous. Um, what do you think, Carol? Do they have a chance at beating? I mean, Croatia, Iceland. It, the problem, when you get the elite non-Euro team, Harold, you know this, yep. uh, Argentina or Brazil, that's and the- then you get the two Euros, it's very rare. But if you see that like once every four World Cups, yeah, you were in about as tough a spot. Like I don't, I don't think there's a group of death here. I was, I was about but to if say, you're, if you're in Nigeria, you're in the group of death. Right. I was going to say this year, I, I didn't see a real group of death because I guess the fourth team in some of these groups is not all that good. Uh, but the problem for Nigeria here is the first three teams in this group are pretty solid one way or another. So I don't really see a way that Nigeria gets out of out of the group stage really. I mean, they could get an amazing win, right? They could like beat Iceland two nil and still lose to Argentina and Croatia, and not really correct, close and, to and, and not advance exactly. Hundred so percent, and that would be almost be a good World Cup. Like those are good results. Right. So you maybe even a win, a win and a draw might not even make it. Yeah. Uh, so I feel bad. What I would—that's one of the teams I like rooting for. They're they're a very exciting team. Their their talent is almost always in the front. Chester, you're not rooting for Nigeria. He's going to no, give us some I'm story for- about some like war we've never heard of. No, of course I'm rooting for Nigeria. First of all, you should almost always root for the African teams uh, in the World Cup. Uh, they're they're uh-huh. most always underdogs. They're almost always exciting uh, offensive teams. Yes. Usually, um, they they usually have an Israeli player too. If you're into that kind of thing, um, so definitely uh, root for Nigeria. Nigeria and Iceland probably the most different uh, in terms of any matchup in terms yes. of the climate between the two teams. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say style of play because they have very different styles of play also. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but Ice- Iceland and Nigeria, uh, for sure. I'm going to root for a draw in that game so that they can hopefully both get a point and then maybe uh, they each somehow steal a win against Croatia, Argentina, something like that, and they both advance. That's my dream here. All right, that's the first half of the bracket. Let's go to Group E. Brazil, 3.5 to 1 or 7 to 2. Five-time champions. They've been, they were in three straight finals, and then the last three tournaments, quarterfinal, quarterfinal, semifinal, loss. They haven't been to a final in a long time. Harold, you and I both came across this when we were doing our research. 1966 was the last time they lost a uh, match at this point in the group stage, other than a rare 2002 loss to Norway where they had clinched because they had six points and the other teams all had two or one. So the, the game was literally meaningless. Oddly, they played Ronaldo, Roberto Carlos, Rivaldo, all their good players, and they lost, but the game didn't matter. So it's been 52 years, and they've been in every tournament since they lost the game at, at this stage, which is insane. It, it's uh, the, Unbelievable, uh, and I don't think it's going to change this year. I don't know who is going to who would yeah. beat them at the group stage. So I don't think it. They this destroyed Convo qualifying. One loss in eighteen games. Their manager, whose name is T I T E, is pronounced Chiche. People are going to get that wrong. Of course, their star is Neymar. Fifty four goals in eighty four games. Gabriel Jesus, one of the hottest young players in the world, nine goals in only sixteen games. They got William from Chelsea. They got Polino Cotino. They uh, their key. They even have a decent keeper, which sometimes they don't. Right, Allison is the starter for Roma, who just made a. A run to the Champions League semis, uh, uh, Harold. Here's here's what's the, here's the question. Here's yeah. the question though. Yeah, how is is Neymar healthy? Is he a hundred percent? And that I think does is, it matter? Does it matter? It matters. I mean, you you need to win the World Cup. You need to if get, they if they the said Neymar's matter. out of the tournament, you would take them out of your list of contenders. You're saying yes, I would take them out of my list of contenders. Yes. I don't think I would, but I, I mean, obviously, I get why you would. I, I think I take you, you need that. You need that big guy i think to really to win it uh but well, i mean it could be he's just like they've got they've got they're so stacked probably more than 
not more than like 02, but some of the recent teams. Like, this is actually a better team than some of those. The only thing that would make me concern me, and Chiche wasn't the manager then, they actually flopped out of the Copa America two years ago when they, I believe, were trying, right? Neymar was not there because he was injured, but right. they, they had a, they had, I think they had a full strength team and they did not make it out of the groups. And three teams out of four made it out of the groups. Correct. So. And, but, and that was, and that was without that, Neymar. So Neymar does something to this team for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And if he's not 100%, they, I don't think they'll have a trouble in the group stages, but to be a real contender, I think they'll have a problem. Yeah, uh, they're a nightmare to play against. Uh, uh, Chester, should yeah. we root for Brazil? Is that like rooting for the Yankees? Yeah, I mean, well, here's the thing. So my, my brother is married to a Brazilian. So, uh, yes. you know, for, for, for familiar reasons, I feel like, and you were at that wedding, in fact. And we, yeah, we had we him on the, him. we had a cut. Remember, we had our cousin on the podcast and he was a big Trump supporter. It was like <laughs> yeah. way before Trump became president, I think. Also, it was very random. This like random yeah. Brazilian dude loved Trump. Yeah, that's true. Um, so that's reason enough uh, to root again. I would say, uh, you know, it seems like they were a little bit too excited to win uh, to win two years ago when Neymar won in the Olympics. Of course, that was like the one international tournament they hadn't won yet. But um, yeah, first of all, yeah, I totally, but listen, I totally you're Brazil. Disagree with you, 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 you shouldn't care about the, the, you shouldn't care about the Olympics. You, know, you should care Fair. about uh, it was the, in, yeah. It was in Brazil. It was in it's Brazil. a little boring. But there's there's nobody there's no like underdog really I'm rooting for in their group so it's fine for them to advance and they'll they will be a big behemoth. Oh, I think they're going to advance even without your blessing. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm saying like in in, in uh, whether it's Mexico or whoever else for someone to beat them uh, in the uh, in the bracket, I think would be very exciting. So I'll say we can we can allow Brazil to advance, but uh, you know if you're rooting for them, yeah, you're like a Yankees fan or like a Yankees Patriots fan, which is even worse. Yeah. All right. Uh, Switzerland, Mark, 90, by the way, diehard Brazil soccer fan, a <laughs> big Brazil guy. But yeah. if they lose, he's he's got France in his back pocket. Uh, Switzerland, yeah. ninety to one. Uh, they have not been past the round of sixteen since 1954. That's wild. The last World Cup, they beat Ecuador, they beat Honduras, they lost to Argentina. Uh, that tell you who they beat two really bad teams that didn't even come especially close. Well, Honduras came close. Two kind of garbage teams. They got a dream draw last time. Not getting that this time. They needed to beat Northern Ireland in a playoff to get here. They're probably the most defensive-minded of the good teams. Not a lot of stars. They have a guy named Valon Barami, also in his fourth World Cup. He plays for Udinese. They've got Shakiri who scored 20 goals for Stoke this year. Xhaka for Arsenal. Oh, Is he any good, Harold? No, he's not good. I mean, maybe wow, so be- all the bad Arsenal. There's only seven or eight Arsenal players in the whole tournament, and, and it's the bad so, one. Except the, there's one the good bad Arsenal, one, right? It's the bad ones, except for now Ozil. But we'll get to that. Famously, I am a lifelong Newcastle Magpies fan, <laughs> and Newcastle, one of the only teams in the EPL, is it that because not- people said you looked like Michael Owen when he joined Newcastle? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not bad. Um, that, one of the only EPL teams to not have a player in this whole tournament. There is a Newcastle player in the tournament, but he plays for the Newcastle Jets of Australia. Oh, um, interesting. So that's, okay. uh, you know, not only do, is my favorite team, the USMNT, not here, but uh, my my beloved Magpies are not represented at all. Of course, both of them could have been represented if, if freaking Omar Gonzalez hadn't thrown the World Cup, which is what they're going for at this point. And Dontre Yedlin could have been playing for... Uh, for both the United States and and the uh, referee stripes of Newcastle. Uh, the captain, Steven Lichtsteiner from Juve, is a good player. Their best goal scorer is a 21-year-old who plays for Schalke, Briel Mbolo. Uh, their starting striker, Harris Sefovic, uh, plays for Benfica. The last time he scored a goal, though, October. So that's uh, maybe not in the best of form. Uh, Harold, Harold, what I, do you think about this? I, I th- sta- very, I this team really like embodies Switzerland, right? It's like I, very. I, I think you're forgetting former Arsenal player uh, Johan Juru, who's also on the squad. I don't know how he made this one either, but it's a, it's, Switzerland's a weird. I, I always find them a weird team in the world. These World Cups, they never look all that great in paper. They're always in the World Cup somehow. Sometimes they, mm-hmm. last time I think they were even seeded. 
some by they loves they love nil nil matches also. I think Switzerland's one of those teams that sort of figured out the FIFA rings to get seated. I I very much only, agree. only Just, play friendlies on Thursdays against right. like team from Concacaf. And the same thing with Poland as we'll talk about a little bit yeah. later. Uh but the, you know this is a weird group and they have it they have a chance to go through. I even think I picked them to go through. Uh but I, I don't have a really good reason that I don't. There's no player that I could look at, and I'm like, oh, well, he's the reason they're going to get through. They're like a more, uh, like a better version, a more talented version of Russia. Almost, they're very, they're very dull, very dull, um, and they and they bare. I mean, they also barely qualify. They sh- they probably my my prediction is if they if they're playing around 16, like they will not kick the ball for the first 90 minutes. They're going to go straight to, at zero zero into like uh, into extra time with whoever they're playing well, against. As we'll see in a second, who that's going to be, you're 100 percent right, and there's no way they'll get to the. No, there's no way they get past the round of 16. If they get to the round of 16, they should be very happy. And they they are one of the most boring teams. They you will like fall asleep during one of their games. It's another prediction. All right, let's go to Concacaf. Uh, I'm of the opinion. Uh, somebody maybe landed Donovan. I think today tweeted. Uh, this is a hot take, but I think Americans should root for CONCACAF teams. Of course we should root for CONCACAF teams more, and we want more CONCACAF teams in the World Cup. We can only make it at this point if they bring six and a half, like they're planning on doing in 2026, or if we host it. I mean, that's that's a dumb take. Yeah, I've, like I don't want Mexico to win the World Cup, but I need them to win some matches. Like We can't lose spots. We can't even make it when there's four teams. We came in fifth this time. Right, because pa- Panama's not going to win a match. Panama's pretty terrible. Costa Rica has a shot to win a match or two. Mexico should probably win a match or two. So, yeah, we need teams like Costa Rica. We need one of them to make the round of 16. So yes. nobody's like, hey, CONCACAF kind of sucked. We need them to sort of be even. 100%. Uh, fifth World Cup for Costa Rica. They hadn't done anything till last time when they made the quarterfinals. They destroyed Uruguay. They beat Italy. They tied England. They beat Greece. And then they lost the Netherlands and PKs. They could have easily made the semifinals. They crushed the United States twice in World Cup qualifying. I know the U.S. isn't the best team. But if you're beating them that badly, you're you're not that bad. They've got six players from MLS, six players from Costa Rica. It, probably the most similar team, definitely the most similar team from 2014. They could have as many as nine of the same starters from from some of those 2014 teams. Uh, who's the star of this team, Harold? Star? I, I guess you got to go with their their goalkeeper. It's weird to have a goalkeeper as a star, and it's the second time I'm saying it. But yeah. you know, he's he's basically their only real player uh, novice yeah uh, listen if your best if your best striker is like an mls player then you can your best player can be a keeper i think that's reasonable correct so it, it's novice you know he, he plays for one of the best teams in the world uh so that there's something to be said for that but you know if your best player is a goalkeeper uh by, by far away your goalkeeper that's going to be a problem going forward like have your best player be a kicker a little bit um marco reyna lafc striker is a pretty good player their captain's Brian Ruiz, who plays it on a decent level, uh, midfielder for Sporting Lisbon. Joel Campbell plays for Real Batiz. Their best MLS four, player, a hot young player, Kendall Watson. Does this team a chance? I, they're not going to make the quarterfinals, I don't think, like last time. We're not going to predict that, at least. Does this team have a chance to make it back out of the group, at least, Harold? Uh, they have a chance. Uh, like I said, I'm not thrilled with Switzerland, and Serbia's not amazing either, so they have a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh but I, w- I'm not, I wouldn't pick them too. But they have a shot. I think it's a. It's, it's three a very not fun games for uh, Costa Rica. Although it, they're not fun to play because a lot of times you score a goal and it's not a goal because Navas doesn't let it in. Yeah, this so is a, that is frustrating. I mean, this is a strange, strange group. Nothing is all. It is the strangest group. I agree. Other than maybe the last one, uh, which is which is one of the more bizarre groups I think we've ever seen. I agree. This is it's. No, I don't think any of these three teams are going to be Brazil's uh, the first Brazil scalp since 1966. No, I, I don't, Chester, I don't, I don't think so. Either. <laughs> Chester, should we root for Los Ticos? 
Well, uh, here's the thing. It's it's annoying as an American. Wait, to can see you name all the Nazis that they harbored in Costa Rica? <laughs> no, it's it's annoying to see all these mediocre CONCACAF teams get in ahead of us. On the other hand, as you said, well, it's strategically it makes sense to root for them, and there's nobody worth rooting if for. They're mo- if they're mediocre, what the heck are we? They beat us four nothing and two yeah. nothing. Yep. Yeah, I know. So 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 I think you know you have to root for Costa Rica for that reason, uh, at least mm-hmm. to get out of the group. But yeah. There's nobody worth rooting for in this group. Last team in E. I agree that it's kind of a dull group, uh, although it's still exciting to ha- watch half the games because Brazil is always worth watching. Uh, Serbia is 150 to 1. It's a third World Cup for Serbia if you include the Montenegro half of it. I think only the second for, for Stom Serbia. They beat Ireland, Wales, and Austria to qualify if they're not coming close to qualifying for the Euro 2016 tournament. In 2010, they actually beat Germany. Probably Germany's only loss in many years of the group stage, but then they lost to Ghana and Australia and crashed out. They just got a new manager. Mildan uh, Kristovic, um, unlike Peru, we said it's the smallest team. They might be the biggest team. They're also kind of old. Their defenders are 32 to 34. Do you know what that means in this group, Harold, when you have old defenders? I don't know. It's not good. Uh, Brazil, Brazil runs like, yeah. literal circles around. Yes. It's going to be ridiculous. Uh, and their, their keeper is ancient also. So everyone in the back five uh, is is going to be just completely embarrassed by Neymar and Gabriel Jesus and all those guys. Um, Matic, do you like Matic, uh, a player for Manchester United? Do, do you think he's he's any good? He's okay. The, the, the one thing that Serbia does have going for it is they play Brazil less, and I think there is yes. at least a shot that That's Brazil has it sewed up by then. Not that they'll beat Brazil the last game, but I do think they have a shot at a draw that last game, so they could perform uh, well, Serbia. Well, Brazil could only have it sewed up if Serbia has ties in both their first right. two games. That's the that's- Correct. That's not good. That, no. I mean, that's not like they're not going to be rooting for that, like tying Costa Rica. But I hear what you're saying. Uh, and it seems like Brazil never never lets up. If we you know, like we said, that they they've they've always played those games at full strength. But I hear you're saying the guy they're calling SMS, Sergey Milinkov Savic, is a huge midfielder for Lazio. He's maybe the most interesting guy on in their team. They also have a striker. Uh, I said there are no Magpies, no Newcastle players in this tournament, but he is technically the property of Newcastle, but he's been playing for Fulham this year. Alexander Mitrovic. Mitrovic he had yeah. 13 goals, and he got uh, our beloved Fulham, um, back up. Who, the home of yeah. so many USMNT players, back up to the EPL. So he is red hot. Again, if you're dealing with a Euro team with a championship, an English championship, it's not a great sign, right? If you're like star player plays in the championship. Yeah. That's what teams like us do, and then we miss the World Cup. Uh, yeah, like but said, is, uh, like, there is some ability. I'll say it again. They, they have players. They have some ability. It's it's a weird. This is a weird group, and maybe not the weirdest, but it's weird. And I, I, I that second I, spot is definitely wide open, right? So you you, you are you are picking Switzerland. I'm picking Switzerland mainly because of it, it's sad to say their dullness. I think they're just not going to concede that many goals, and in the end, yeah. it's going to get them through. All right, now are you ready for a big a rant about Slobodan Milosevic, Harold? Because I'm going to ask oh. Chester if we should root for Serbia. <laughs> Here we go. It's yeah, Chester. I mean, I just, I, I have, I have no opinions about the Serbian team. It's, it's a boring group. Uh, we have to yeah. for Costa Rica, and you know, you want to see more Brazil. So I guess that means no Serbia. Sorry. I think I, I, I think you're spot on. All right, Group F: the the favorites and the reigning cup holders, Germany. No team has gone back to back since Chester. Do you know? Uh, Brazil. 1958 and 19, no, uh, 58 and 62, Brazil. Seventh World Cup. Right? I just ran Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, you're correct. Seventh World Cup is Germany, so I don't know if we should count the West Germany, but in those seven World Cups, four straight semis, they've never missed the quarterfinals. Counting West Germany, they have not missed the quarterfinals since 1950 when they were not allowed to be in the World Cup. Not sure why. Maybe Chester could fill us in on that in a few minutes. <laughs> um, but they have never. they have essentially never missed the World Cup uh, in the in the post-Hitler era. Um, after needing penalty kicks to beat Italy, they lost 2 nothing to France in the semis of Euro 2016. That was a big shocker. 
uh, you know, for Germany to go down in regulation was a big deal. They were the best team in the world in World Cup qualifying. 43 goals for, t- four goals against. They won 10 games, all 10 they played. I'd say the big issue, Harold, you said Neuer is not the best keeper in the world, but he's not. if he's not healthy, that's a, that's a big deal, right? It's a big deal. I mean, we're talking a lot about goalkeepers on this podcast. I would not have thought that. Yeah. Uh, but they just have too much quality everywhere else, you know. And by the way, and their backup keeper is 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 no joke either. Like they could, yeah. the, the, I'd say both of the both of their backups could start for like. There, there are teams, teams here who don't have goalkeepers, as we've mentioned before. Like really, don't have goalkeepers, and they'll be fine with goalkeepers. They, you know, the only good Arsenal player in this tournament is on is on uh, Germany, uh, Mesut Ozil. Uh, and I mean, Thomas Mueller is a very good player, but for some reason, I, and I don't know why he like becomes like some sort of super player at the world cup. Yes. So mm-hmm. he's, he's good in real, real life. He's very good, but at this world cup, he's like unstoppable every time. Uh, and I don't see a reason why that would change this time around. They're just a very good team. There's a reason why they won the last world cup pretty convincingly, if you ask me. So. Yeah, they're going to win this group. I'll say definitely. They're def- they're That's definitely not a hot take. I, by the way, I will say if Neuer doesn't play, then their backup keeper, uh, Andre, Mark Andre Terstegen, uh, it plays for the scrappy uh, second division outlet of Barcelona, where he's this unquestioned starter. So they should be okay. Yeah, like I said, Neu- uh, Muller, 38 goals for Germany. That's ridiculous. Ozil, Tony Cruz, can't forget about him. Their center backs also play together. We like that. Bayern Munich center backs, Boateng and Hummels. One weird thing, their weakest link, probably Jonas Hector. He plays for Köln that, that got relegated. He might actually start. Uh, that's, you know, so they may have a weak link, although I imagine they sort of commissioned somebody in there. I was going to say, uh, if, of, if, if he struggles, player he's out of expected to start, link, which like, is, they can manage. You know, uh, let me ask you a question, since we're, you know, we're scrapping for things for our, our, our team here. Do you think Pulisic would have had a chance of making this team if he was indeed German instead of just playing in Germany? Oh, good question. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I want to. This is. A, I would want to start. Like, I should really tweet this around. I think it's a. It's interesting. I mean, first of all, anyone could not make. They had legitimate world stars not make the team. I mean, they're, they're, the question is, would he be in the conversation? He'd be in the conversation. Uh, I. I mean, maybe it's the American in me. I like to think they would take him. Just because he's so young, I'm, I'm and, sure if we asked the German fan, they'd say like, "Yeah, you can make the E team." Yeah, I agree. They really could have four or five teams and 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 easily qualify and get through the sixteen. I, they're beyond stacked. Like we said, their backup keeper is the starting keeper for Barcelona. Yeah, it's not bad. They'll they'll be fine. Uh, they're definitely going to win this group. Yeah, going to win this group probably without uh, any sweat. Although there are two other good teams in the group. Let's get to the meat of the group. Wait, Harold, uh, Chester, are we rooting for Germany? We have a history well, lesson coming. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm annoyed with Germany because in 2014, of course, oh. uh, when Bra- Brazil hosted, and it was you know my great uncle would say he was annoyed with them too. It had nothing to do with 2014. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not comparing the Vikings to Brazil, but you know the idea of being able to win at home was very exciting. Obviously, uh, and 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 just like for the Vikings this year, uh, one game before the final, it got destroyed in humiliating fashion. Germany destroyed Brazil seven-one in a game that I you know I think everybody was rooting for Brazil except for except for the Germans. So uh, I'm mad at the Germans for that. Again, then then they won again in 2014. So it's getting a little bit boring. I appreciate how good they are. Uh, you know, it's funny you were talking about uh, you know like how like the E team could beat a lot of. Uh, here's a fun fact: the uh, the the second league in the Bundesliga yeah. makes more money than any other league, other than uh, in terms of like you know European soccer leagues, uh, other than like the big three. So it makes more than the like players like, make money, or oh, you mean it it brings in in terms no, of the revenue, league, the like league NFL yeah, style. The, the second, yeah, the second league has more revenue than like you know like the the, the Netherlands league, like the Eredivisie or however you pronounce it, who, the who Dutch beats league. It? Other than, I mean, EPL obviously beats the Bundesliga too. Who else beats it? Well, I mean, no. I mean, obviously, all like you know, La Liga, Serie A, uh, League oh, One, you know, like, it beats all, like a lot of second tier teams in the world. I didn't, yeah, I, I, okay. 
Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it, you know, it's yeah. I mean, it makes more than like the uh, the Mexican League, for example. It makes more than NASCAR, right? Which is the American uh, uh, NASCAR is dying. We're very yeah. big on the NASCAR dying train. Harold, yeah. do you so, NASCAR guy? Uh, so no. look, Germans love soccer, and I appreciate it, but uh, we've had enough of them. So next. there's nothing more I okay. hate than NASCAR and any auto racing. Really, I hate it. So I'm happy. That's funny because you're pretty. You're not like Chester. You sort of have an appreciation for most sports. I do. Whereas Chester's like but, a meat and potatoes guy only. Yeah, but car racing is, is just. I, I, it's a bridge too far for me. No. Yeah, okay. Not a sport. All right. Mexico's 30 to 1. They've lost at the round of 16 at every World Cup I've ever watched 94, 98, 2002, 2006, 2010, and last time, six in a row. Juan Carlos Osario is still the coach. Uh, as you know, that is incredibly rare. Mexico fires coaches every single day. So for them, they're the same coach three, three years in a row is wild, especially after they lost 7 0 to Chile, aforementioned at the Copa America. You, it's shocking that uh, he kept his job. Rafa Marquez, in his fifth World Cup, nobody else here in their fifth. I don't think too many players ever have played in five. This could have been Landon Donovan's fifth if he wasn't cut in 2014 and then an imagine, you know, an imagine, uh, like an imaginary world where the U.S. made it again. Uh, or Demarcus Beasley, to be honest. Oh, I didn't this, would this have been Beasley's fifth World Cup? I think it would have been actually. Yeah, I think it would have. He been. was on the he was on the field when they lost, but in fairness, they probably lost because they had freaking the Marcus Beasley at thirty eight on good. the field in a must win World Cup game. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Andres Gordado, who plays for Real Betis, and the goalkeeper Guillermo Ochoa plays in Belgium, are both in their fourth World Cup. Chicharito is he going to start? He's got forty goals for Mexico. He only plays for West Ham now. They have six players with over ninety caps, so a lot of familiarity, but very old. Giovanni dos Santos plays in MLS for LA Galaxy. If you're looking for LA, uh, an LA hookup, also uh, Carlos Vela uh, plays for LAFC, their rival team. Uh, maybe their best player now is a 22 year old who plays in uh, Holland for PSV named uh, uh, Chucky Lozano. But Chucky Lozano, guys, he's, uh, he's maybe, really good. Maybe uh, you know, I'm just I've been confused with uh, Chicharito for a long time. You know, he was the yeah. next big thing. And at times he's shown those flashes, and obviously now he's playing with West Ham and not even playing all that well for, for West Ham. Yeah. So he, his career is is bizarre to me. Uh, well, I think it just wheels fell off early. We've you know we see it in other sports a lot. Yeah. Uh, he, maybe he was a little overrated. Like he got you know you just like sometimes you're in that goal scoring position for Manchester United when they have a good year and you look really good. But maybe almost anybody could have could have scored some of those goals. Like um, I, I think at this point. They they should not be relying on Chicharito to to make the round sixteen. No, and, or, and I don't or think. I, I don't. I don't think Again, if are. he's not playing well, he's not even going to start. Like he might start game one, but he's not a locked in starter at this tournament. They've sort of moved on from him. No, I think they've moved on. I don't think he'll start. But you know, he you know he might see some minutes off the bench, and he might you know make one of those amazing plays, and that sends him through. So you know, I think it's a pretty solid squad. Uh, they got an okay draw. Uh, and I, Mexico or Sweden? Mexico or Sweden? Who do you think's making the round of sixteen? I'm going to or, or South Korea. If you want them. Mex- not that CONCACAF means much of anything, but they did look very good in World Cup qualifying. They really trans- really never. I mean, other than other than 2014, they really never struggle in CONCACAF. Correct. And by the way, we did we did them a big favor in 2014. They did not return. They it. Did not repay that favor. The one stupid game they lost was the one that would have sent the United States through. So if we could have paused that game for 10 minutes, maybe had like uh, Sunil Gulati offer offer someone a, a you know a bag of cash just to like actually play hard for the last 10 minutes. Things could have been different. I mean, I blame Trump on it for it, really. You know, I agree. I agree. Let's blame Trump. I blame Trump. So it is what it is. Uh, but I do think they'll go through. It's it's hard to say though. You know, what Concacaf really you know warps your 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 view of these teams. Like they might not be good, but Concacaf is so terrible that they look much yeah. better than they are. Right. They don't have a lot of opportunities. I mean, we don't care about the Confederations Cup. They don't have a lot of opportunities. Like we said, that Chile thing is very troubling. Like it shows that maybe like on their worst day they kind of stink. 
Uh, I like the fact that they've had the same manager for three years. I think that's a very rare thing for Mexico, who usually have a brand new manager going to World Cup. Um, let's talk about Sweden. Uh, 150 to 1. By the way, Chester, rooting for Mexico quickly, yay or nay? I mean, I guess because they're our biggest rival, so it's hard to, but again, for no, reasons of helping our because it would ruin, If we ever win, it would ruin our winning if Mexico won first. So yeah. I have no problem with them making the quarterfinals. Like, I don't think they can get beyond that. Cause well, we, uh, we making the quarterfinals and losing is, is what they do. So, yeah. Oh, that's around the 16. Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Uh, yeah. Sweden's 150 to 1. They've made the semis four times. They've missed the last two tournaments. They have not been to the quarterfinals since U.S. 1994. They only got one point in the last Euros. They needed to beat Italy in a playoff to qualify. Fun fact, Lothan, not here. He has scored career. Do you know how many World Cup goals he has in his career? Anybody? Zero. Never scored a World Cup goal. Most overrated player in the history of the world. Really? Um, Yes, never scored a World Cup goal. Uh, Their best player right now, probably Emil Forsberg, who plays for Leipzig. A lot of people think he's going to go to a bigger club than the small German club. Their captain plays in Russia. That's Andreas Gvenkrist. Their best striker plays in the United Arab Emirates. Emirates. Again, that's a little bit weird for a Euro team. Uh, Marcus Berg. Yeah, but he why had are their goals. best players in Russia and the UAE? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. So the Swedish league is not good. They okay. Their players do not play in Sweden. So, okay, but why are they playing in Germany or England or France? I guess they're not good enough. Again, it's not such yeah. a big country. It's not like not they can manufacture right. 25 guys, but I agree. Not a great sign. Uh, Seb, Seb Larson plays for Hull. Uh, my notes say this team isn't so good at this point. Usually it's just facts, but I was getting very underwhelmed. Uh, the fact, Harold, that they had a guy from MLS make the team and maybe going to play in Gustav Svensson, not an ideal. Zlatan is another one. And, well, Zlatan's <laughs> not, not on the team. It seems like that was Zlatan's choice. Um, probably not a good sign, right? I feel like if you have an MLS player make the team, that I knock you down a peg. If you are not the United States team of MLS, US or Mexico, <laughs> I should say, and you have an MLS player, it's obviously not a good thing. Uh, you know. Well, Belgium almost had one MLS guy make, but I don't think he did. Who? Uh, we'll get to, when we get there. Well, I don't think he's on the team, so he's not in my notes. But Belgium had a guy who was pretty close to making it. Really? Um, the, the guy who scored their their winning goal against Italy, Jacob Johansson, was I think like a Michael Bradley type defensive midfielder. He's injured. He's missing the World Cup, so that's another bad sign. He was their hero. Um, so you said you like Mexico over Sweden, right? Right, Harold? I, I, I do, to make but the next with, with the proviso that it's possible that Mexico really sucks, but they've been in CONCACAF, yeah. uh, and Sweden might uh, be better uh, uh, because they were in Europe, so they had more competition. I'm not a million percent sure, but like you said, the, the roster doesn't look doesn't give you a lot of confidence. Uh, yeah, of all 32 teams, this was the team I was I, I lost the most faith in going through their the watching clips and going through their roster. I was I was pretty high on them being equal to Mexico, and I, I think it's clear to me that Mexico has a has a better team at this point. Chester, any reason to root for Sweden? Uh, I've always liked their jerseys in hockey. Uh, they're, yep, they're, fun they're, team. The kitten soccer's okay, not as good as hockey, but yeah, no, it's, it's true. Nice or, or or yeah, I think the blue and yellow works better for some reason uh, in the Olympics. Uh, all right, thanks for that take. And then Korea, five hundred to one, so you know that they are not really the South Korea, your, your older brother is South Korea. Harold, do you agree with this? I think they're still kind of coasting on 2002 when they made the semis. They For sure. I was about to say that, actually. What had they done besides for that? And they, nothing. They, they nothing. Home. And by the way, Six group stage uh, exits. It's their ninth straight World Cup. They made the semis. They made one round of 16. Remember, the semis were at home, and that was a very special team with the greatest crowds anybody's ever seen in soccer. And uh, it, uh, you know what? Go back and look at their draw. They got extremely lucky the whole way through. They, they got lucky. Yep. I don't know another way to say it. It was a, it was a fluke. Yeah. I mean, they they play in Asia, so they they get to the World Cup every time. They're good enough to do that. But other than that, they're not much of anything. I agree. Last World Cup, they got one point. They tied with Russia. They got hammered by Algeria. That's a bad sign. Seventeen of their players play in Japan or South Korea. 
They do have some good players. Son Heung Min, some people call him Sonaldo. He plays for Tottenham. If he has a really great World Cup, he could actually get himself out of military service. He's got 21 goals for South Korea. I don't think he will unless they make like the semifinals or something. They're very strict. Uh, I think when the team won uh, a medal, would they win the gold medal at one of the last Olympics? Those players got out of it, but they're very strict on not letting people out of of the army, so I don't think he'll get out, but well, it's funny because he's also like 26. Well, maybe um, things will work out yeah. well in uh, Singapore uh, the next day or t- the day after, and he'll be there won't be any militaries in South Korea anymore. So oh, that's true. Know. That's a good point. There oh. might not be a military. No, I think it's just we're pulling out. I think they need more military no, I'm then kidding. because they're not. <laughs> but that's a good that's a good point. Uh, Ki Sung Yung plays for Swansea. He's got 101 caps. Uh, he's a free agent. He's had one of these clauses where if you get knocked out of the EPL, so he actually doesn't have a club. So don't get injured. I hope he has insurance. They're missing a lot of injured players, probably the most. They've got a, another young guy, Kwame He's 20 years old. His name is Lee Sung-woo. Plays for, in Italy for Hellas Verona. They called him the Korean Messi, but he, since they named him that, he kind of hasn't been good. <laughs> uh, Harold, this team's 500 to 1. Is there any reason to think they could get more than one point in this group? Uh, only because Sweden's not particularly good, and who knows about Mexico, so maybe. But mm-hmm. I, I'm not really I – don't, I don't see it. I think that I would tip them as four. I'd put this group as – uh, Germany with winning all all of their games, Mexico, Sweden, and then South Korea as the fourth place team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chester, any reason to root for South Korea? Uh, you know, it, it's cute to see a big underdog, but uh, yeah, shrug, not really. Okay, quick, let's go. Group G, Belgium, eight to one, kind of decent odds if you ask me. They made the quarterfinals in 2014. This is their golden generation. They missed 20, 2006 and 2010, so it's really only the second World Cup in this era for Belgium. They qualified. 43 goals for, six goals against. They won, won nine games, they tied Greece. But that's, that's Germany-esque dominance. They got hammered by Wales in the, in the Euro quarterfinals, which was a shocker. It was actually their first Euros in 16 years. They have basically not lost. They lost their next game after the Euros, I believe. They have not lost since in two years. They had, this is my favorite stat of all the research I did, and it could be wrong. Uh, but I had them at 17 of their 23 players played Champions League football this season, Harold. That's pretty good. That's and, good. Oh, listen, this is Belgium's golden generation. They, you know, they yeah. were good in 2014. They should be maybe even a little bit better here. My concern with them is their coach. I don't mm-hmm. know why people think Roberto Martinez is a good coach. Is it because mm-hmm. he was an ESPN broadcaster? I think it was in 2010. Yeah. I, what 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 is what has he done exactly? And that you know, with the personalities on this team. Uh, is he going to be able to keep everyone in line? They they have De Bruyne, they have uh, Hazard, they have Lukaku, they have all these players. But and they're so young. De Bruyne, like he was, uh, these De Bruyne and Lukaku were established in 2014, and they're 26 and 25 now still. Like they, some of these guys are really babies still. Yeah, I, I just but they have another World Cup in them. To be honest, after this one, listen, Belgium. they're go- they're going to make it out of this group, and they're most likely they're, they're going to win this group. I think, uh, but I, I don't. And they're probably – I would have them as like maybe the fifth and the, the, the quote-unquote dark horse to win it all. I wouldn't say they're a dark yeah. horse really, but out of the big four and my big four, uh, they have probably the best chance to win it. Uh, but I'm just – I'm afraid of their coaching. I'm, I'm really afraid of Roberto Martinez. I've never seen him do yeah. anything particularly good, uh, and I'm afraid he's going to just blow up at the World Cup. Since we're talking keepers, are you a Courtois fan, Chelsea's keeper? You know – in 2014, he was amazing, and he was coming off like some, yeah, he he was really great. Uh, he's leveled off since then. I'm not sure why, uh, but he's fine. He's more than fine. He's more than adequate. I don't I don't think he's at the level as he as he was in 2014. But he'll he, he's not. I, I don't think he should be an issue for them. And it's also interesting that all of their good players. We didn't even mention Ver, uh, Vertogen, Toby Alderweire, Vincent Company. Almost all of their good players play in England. So it, it will actually be interesting to uh you to uh flip it around we'll talk about england then we could uh 
get your prediction and 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 Chester, should we roof them in a second? England's at sixteen to one. Last four World Cups, quarterfinal, quarterfinal, round sixteen, and then a group exit last time, where they lost to Italy, lost to Uruguay, and then tied Costa Rica. That actually won the group, and then they, then they went ahead and lost to Iceland two one in, in the Euros. They are insanely young. They only have three players over twenty eight. This is this is a crazy stat, Harold. Gary Cahill, only guy on the whole team with forty caps. Really, that's, that's a, insane. I'm, insane how young they are. I mean, looking at not this a, roster, this it, might be the best England squad they've had in a long time to come to the World yeah. Cup. Yeah, uh, they got a bad draw because they Belgium's mm-hmm. better than them, and there's just no way around. They, well, they got a bad draw to get the A spot, but they got a great draw to get the B spot. Yeah, they, they, yes, they should have no problem getting out of the group, but you know they're going to run into problems maybe in the you know in the knockout stages because of their draw. Uh, yeah. But it's a, I mean it's a dream. I would I, I would sort of take my I would start with Panama and Tunisia and then be see what comes after. Like yeah. two of the three worst other than Saudi Arabia, probably the two worst teams yeah. in the tournament. Yeah, of all according the, to the advanced of numbers. All the groups, and I think a lot of these groups, the top two is pretty well defined. But of all the groups, yeah. this is you know bet the house bet the bet, bet the house. It would be I mean England needs to blow up the whole. If they can't do it here, it's almost like I don't know what to do. No one on England has ever scored a World Cup. Danny Welbeck has a Euro goal. Vardy and Deer have World Euro goals. They only have. Do you know how many guys returned from 2014? How many? This was shocking. Also, five: Cahill, Jones, Henderson, Welbeck, and Raheem Sterling. You know, five guys. But most a, teams have 12 or 13, like minimum. But in they, a the sense, whole team has been turned over. But in a sense, I think that might help them because these are, as you mentioned, oh for sure, this is a young team, and this is you know England has all these ex- expectations on their back, and maybe this is the team that just forgets about it and just plays you know soccer for a few weeks and and does what you know the English fans want them to do. I don't know Harry Kane. He's, he's an unbelievable player. There's no way around it. Uh, and he can carry a team for a few weeks himself. So this is probably the best English. They have five had. Tottenham guys, and I think at least four of them, maybe all five, I think four of them are going to start. Delia Lee, of course. How about this? Raheem Sterling had 18 goals this season. Do you know how many goals he's scored for England? He's played 28. He has 28 caps. I would say two. Two goals in 28 games yes. for England. So, you know. Another, we've been talking about keepers a lot. Jordan Pickford, do you even have an opinion on him? Everton's I, I, keeper. I have, I have no opinion. No opinion whatsoever. I mean, whatever. I mean, but that's weird. I mean, England never has a good, uh, never has a good keeper to the point where they had to drop their longtime number one and basically just go with three babies. But right, I mean, like, uh, it would make me a little nervous. But again, if he's bad in one game, I mean, right. that might cost him his one, but if he's bad, you could any any of the three guys are pretty right. interchangeable. I mean, I mean, look what happened in 2010. You know, basically England's whole campaign was ruined by, you know, uh, shoddy goalkeeping against the United States. So, yeah, you know, uh, we got we got Harry Maguire from Leicester, Kyle Walker and John Stones from Tottenham. That's kind of an iffy, like in terms of world. Kyle Walker is a good player, but like in terms of world class players, Kieran Trippier, well, maybe one of the most anonymous guy to ever start for England at a World Cup. Uh, Jordan Henderson. A lot of people are talking about, uh, man, this team is so young. Uh, I am very excited to see them play. I feel like we have no idea. how they, Anything. Nothing would surprise me from this team. Uh, would it? Blow your mind if this team made the final. The final, uh, probably just because of the way I think their draw is gonna work out. But you know, maybe they could. I mean, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be like completely shocking because I think they're gonna have a very easy group uh, stage. So yeah, sure. I don't. I don't think it's out of the out of the question. But I, I think it's pretty unlikely. Okay, and you have Belgium one, England two. Uh, Chester, root for Belgium, root for England, or should we wait for the second two teams? Oh, of co- first of all, we've been going for an hour and a half, and we haven't even got to the round of 16 yet, so we're skipping the last two teams, all right? Panama sucks. Uh, I'm going to go very anything. quickly, but yeah, you no, can no, you no, can no, do no. I- I'm making an editorial decision here. I uh, did you, a lot of re- – I will, g- I will do 10 right. seconds on each. I'm going to edit it out if you do it, so save me in You're hell time. You're such a jerk. Uh, I spent so much time researching. 
<laughs> but there's very little uh, to learn. Anyway, England, uh, I always referring, uh, you know, I start, I got into soccer initially because of British friends. And so I've always, you know, the, I, I knew the 2000, I would argue, actually, I could name more players on the 2002 English team that I can yeah. name on any currently existing uh, that makes soccer sense. team. That makes sense. So um, I always refer to Those guys felt like America. superstars. Every guy on the team felt like a freaking star, except for like Emilio well, Hesk. Or whatever. To me, they did because those were like the only guys I knew at the time. Yeah, so I always refer England and um, Belgium. If if I was like if I was Dutch and I've always been a fan of the Netherlands, I would like be so angry at Belgium because like if Belgium is like the next European country to like you know advance. If, what if they win before the Netherlands wins? That would be wild. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If I would be if I was Dutch, I'd be so pissed about that. So I think you got to root against Belgium. Belgium, if you're a fan of the of the Dutch team from the 70s. But, you, am, but you're so. not Dutch, so I don't know why you would care. But <laughs> yeah, that's such a weird. Uh, because that's that's retroactively, if I yeah. if I was alive in the 70s, I would have wanted to see the Netherlands win, and they didn't, and I feel bad for them, and I don't want to see the Belgium win before the Netherlands wins. So all right, very quickly, like. Panama 750 to one. It's the World Cup debut. They have four players, 36 or older, six players from MLS. They lost a friendly recently, six nothing to Switzerland. Okay. The best players, maybe the right yes. back for Tunisia. Uh, Tunisia, it's their fifth World Cup. They lost the last two. They've never been past the group stage. Winless in their last 11 World Cup games. They only beat the D Democratic Republic of the Congo by one point to qualify. They have 13 players playing Saudi Arabia, Tunisia, or Egypt. They, similar to the Russian team, they like to stay home. They're missing their best player, Yusuf Misakni, who has a knee injury. That's about it. All right, let's, let's go to the Panama versus Tunisia game, Keith. Let's uh, raise some funds from our listeners and go to that game. Okay, so what I wrote, uh, I, I started ranking the games. So I thought it would be fun to like... To, like um, like uh, write it and then maybe pitch it to a website, but I I'm kind of lazy, so I didn't finish it. But I wrote this is a close the sh close the shades game, as in if this game is being played on your front lawn, you should close the shades. Um, so yeah, that's what I think about Panama Tunisia. Maybe the worst, most, and it's the third game, so it could be six six for Bel Belgium and England and zero zero for Panama Tunisia, and it will be an absolutely meaningless game, except for probably like a hundred million dollars in FIFA prize money, and uh, and maybe the worst game in World Cup history. Yeah. Um, okay. Group H, the most balanced group, right, Harold? Easily the most balanced yeah, group. Yeah, and it's, just, it's also like a weird group. I mean, weird group. this is weird because, you know, Chile, Italy, United States aren't in it. So, like, that's part of the reason why some of these groups are weird. You know, Senegal yeah. and Netherlands, you know, Poland yeah. being a seated team is odd. And, you know, yeah, it's a it's a very balanced group of all of them. Yes, it's the one I have the most questions about of who's going to advance, I would say. Two teams of 40 to 1. One of them is Colombia. They missed three straight World Cups. Then they had their best result ever in 2014. They made the quarterfinal. They won all three group games. Then they beat Uruguay. They looked like this team might actually win the tournament. And then they ran into the host team. Almost beat them, lost 2 to 1. The uh, bad sign, they struggled really badly against Brazil, Argentina, and Uruguay in combo qualifying. Only two ties in all six of those games. The last two friendlies have been nil-nil to Australia and Egypt. That's bad. James, six goals, golden boot in 2014. Falcao missed the 2014 World Cup, so he's back. Also, look out for the Sanchez boys. Carlos, who plays for Espanol. Davinson Sanchez, who plays for the Yids. Uh, Ospina does not start for Arsenal, but he does start for Colombia. That's not a good sign when your keeper can't even play for club. Uh, and they destroyed Japan in 2014, 4-1, and, and Japan's the next team we're going to talk about. So that's a good sign. Harold, what do you think about Colombia? I'll defend the Spina for a second. He doesn't play uh, for Arsenal, that's true, but he does play in their cups, so that's something. He's right. not terrible. He's fine. Uh, Colombia, once again, I mean, I'm, a lot of times I go with, uh, especially in a group like this where it's weird, uh, confederation over actual team, and... I just think, once again, South America, it's very hard to qualify from. They did so pretty, you know, they were okay in it. Uh, Hymas has not been amazing since that 2014 World yeah. Cup. Uh, but you Did know, not take that Mount Rushmore spot that people no, thought he might. And I, don't, and I don't think he will in this World Cup no. either. But I think they have enough to even win this group because it's, it's just a weird group. And I think they have enough to, to win the group. 
Yeah, he, I agree. I think they're going to win the group. Uh, who's going to be there? Any reason to root for Colombia? Well, yeah, because James was like one of the most exciting players, uh, you know, four years ago. But he so. spent four years basically like sort of slipping. Now he's at. Re- he's, okay, he's, but you know how much soccer, iron. how much Colombian soccer I've paid attention to the last four years? None. Well, so, he doesn't play for Colombia. If he did, he wouldn't be that good. Um, <laughs> okay, Japan, two hundred fifty to one. It's their sixth straight World Cup. They keep alternating between the group stage and the round sixteen. Their new, their ex manager, Vahid Halahodzic. So the third straight time he made the World Cup with a different country. The second time in three World Cups, he gets fired right after bringing them. He basically got fired for after they lost the game to South Korea, saying, wow, that was a good team. And Japan hates South Korea so much. They're like, what, you compliment South Korea? Fired. Akira Nishino, he managed them in the 1996 Olympics. That's his claim to fame. He comes in. They only got one point last World Cup. They just lost friendlies to the Ukraine and Ghana. They have three stars, probably. Okazaki, who plays for Leicester, Keisuke Honda, who just moved from Milan to Mexico. That's not a great sign. And Shinji Kagawa, plays for Dortmund. Combined, they have 115 goals for their country, which is about 70 more than the whole Russian team. They're an old team with very few players at championship-level clubs. Yes, uh, I think their window, whatever window they had, is basically closed. I mean, mm-hmm. once again, yeah. they come, came from... It, the- it looks like the t- it's, the, it's the golden era after, in four times, four years later. Yeah, I think, I think, I think it's done. I mean, they, they were able to qualify, I think, because they're in Asia, and not so hard to qualify from Asia. Uh, Chester, should we root for Japan? Uh, no, because we're rooting for Senegal and Colombia. Okay, fine. So quickly, Poland, their best finish uh, in 1974 and 82. Uh, I think that's the quarterfinals. They, last time they ran 16 was 86. They missed the last two World Cups. Their only World Cup wins since 86 are against CONCACAF teams, the U.S., Famously, uh, 3-1, Emmanuel Olus Debbie had a goal. Uh, and then Costa Rica. Euro 2016, they played really well. They had two wins. They tied Germany. Then they beat Swiss on PKs, and they looked like, hey, they could probably win this tournament. They lost to the champion, eventual champion, Portugal, in penalty kicks. They are, the, they are the opposite of Switzerland or some of those defensive teams we talked about. They play the highest-scoring games in the world. All 10 World Cup qualifiers they played in had at least three goals. There was never a game with less than three goals. Lewandowski had 16 goals in 10 games. They scored 28. They allowed 14, so they give up a million goals also. Lewandowski is turning 30. He has 52 goals in 92 games for country. He played 95 games for Bayern Munich the last two years. He has 84 goals for Bayern Munich. A lot of those are against world-class competition. The only other players, though, who are, are at top clubs are Camille Glick, who plays for Monaco, uh, and I think is injured, might not play. Pichik, who plays for Dortmund, and the keeper, Skesny, or whatever you pronounce Chesney, it, plays for Juve. So they're keeper. not that... Come on. I used to play for Arsenal. Yeah, yeah but I don't know how to say his name. Chesney. Sesney. Whatever. Um, but do you think so, Harold? What do you think? This is a top-heavy team. Can they make? Can they win the group? Can they make it anyway? I don't think they'll win the group, but I think they will probably make it out of the group, uh, and it will, they'll be entertaining doing so. I think they're going to score score a lot of goals. Also, probably give up a bunch of goals, so it kind of be fun. Uh, and I think they will. Can Lewandowski? I know he's thirty, so he's not going to become like a superstar. But can he be sort of this like the? Can he win the Golden Boot? He can win, the, yeah, for sure. He can win the Golden Boot, uh, depending on how far they go. I don't think they're going to go much past the round of sixteen, so it's going to be hard. But I think they're going to score a lot of goals yeah. in in the group stage. So yeah, he has a shot. Uh, Chester, should we root for Poland? You said no. You're going to root for Senegal. But I didn't. I didn't know that they were a high scoring team. So that you know, that's a feather in their cap. So maybe we should. Although Very exciting team. Best player, their best player is Corey Lewandowski. So can't root for anybody in the Trump administration. His older so. brother Robert. Senegal is 175 to one. It's their second World Cup. The first one was very successful. 2002 quarterfinals. African World Cup qualifying is brutal, but they beat Cape Verde, Burkina Faso, and South Africa. That's not really a, a serious group, so we don't know how exactly how good they are. They literally had to replay a World Cup qualifier against South Africa because the ref was caught match-fixing. So they, they lost, they played again, they won. It didn't end up affecting because they won by their group by four points, but that's still pretty wild considering this wasn't like a, a, a minor game. This was 
to make the World Cup. Their last three games have been draws to Uzbekistan, Bosnia, and Luxembourg. That's really bad. No, Zero bad. players played domestically. That's good. The, they're the only team besides Sweden that can say that. Their star is Sajo Mano, Mana, who, who's, a, who's a winger for Liverpool. Uh, Guy, how do you pronounce the name? Idrissa Gay, Guy, who, who's the defensive midfielder for Everton. They also have a really good center back, Kula, uh, Kulabali, who plays in Italy for Napoli. Uh, bad news, their keeper, Kadim Endai, plays for a team in Guinea. That is not a high-level uh, club. So maybe another uh, African team with a mediocre keeper. Harold, what do you think? Can this team make it out of the group? I, I, I don't think so. I mean, they can. because like I, I, like, I think they're better than Japan. Do you think they're better than Japan? I think they're better than Japan, but I don't think they're going to make it out of the group. I think Poland's going to beat them out to the, the group. I think it's probably going to be uh, Colombia, Poland, Senegal, Japan is the way I would, I would, I would tip it right now. Senegal can yeah. maybe steal a game, and, and who knows? If you steal a game, then you can make it to the next round, but I don't think they will. The teams that are not in the games in this group that don't have Japan, there's going to be some four threes and three twos for sure. Like Senegal, Poland could be five fours. Yeah, this is going to be a fun, this is going to be a fun group. If you have to watch one group, this is probably the group to watch. If you have, especially yeah. if you have no rooting interest, it could just be fun to watch. A lot of goals. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Harold, now let's get let's get. Okay, we did all thirty two teams. Thanks for your patience, Chester. Let's finish this up. Give us some predictions from quarterfinals on, and who you think is uh, is going to win the tournament. Okay. So for the quarterfinals. Okay. So how do you want? To right, I was going to say, yeah. So for what, the way we'll do this is, yeah. So Harold, you will tell us what the matchup is going to be in your prediction. I will say what the matchup should be for rooting interest, and then we'll each uh, have a winner. So the Group A winner uh, against the Group B runner-up. So I have that as Uruguay and Portugal. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I and who do you have winning? I have Uruguay winning that. Okay. okay and I have going. that as Egypt against all Morocco, right. and I have Egypt winning. Wow. Okay. Oh, so this is all right. So, oh, Chester's you can basically ignore. Yeah. but okay. No, no, no this is what we want. No, this is what we want to see. Oh, okay. got it, got we would it, like it, to see it. Egypt against so Morocco. We would like to see Egypt to Your your bracket is going to culminate in who we're supposed to root for. Yes. So Chester. we're rooting for Egypt okay. to beat Morocco. Yeah. Okay. And in the other matchup, I have Uruguay and Portugal, uh, which Harold has, and uh, I no, have don't Portugal. go to the bottom of the bracket yet. Let 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 Harold do the bracket. Okay. You're <laughs> okay. So the next you're literally on the other side of the bracket is the is the Group C winner against the Group D runner up. That's fr- so for me, I have it as France and Croatia, which could actually be the game of the round. very good game. It's a very great good game. game. I have that game too, and I have it. Although as- I do think Croatia might win their group over Argentina. They, they might, I think I predict, and, and Croatia has a chance to upset France in this if the, if they're there as well. But I, I do think France is just going to have too much. Uh, and they're yeah, I think right. Croatia I probably Australia. three or four times out of ten. And yeah. I have Australia against Nigeria, and we root for Nigeria because we root for Africans. Okay. Okay. Uh, next, the next matchup is Brazil Group E's winner against Mexico, the Group F runner-up. Great game. Uh, very, another, I would be very excited. Another for this interesting game. game uh, and I'm high on Brazil. Uh, yeah. I don't know how you can't be. They're 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 very. Brazil's going to win this game. Let's so, not get cute. Yeah. Mexico Brazil's wins win. one time out of ten. I have Brazil. Uh, and the bottom of this side of the bracket, I have. Belgium and Poland. Belgium winning Group G and Poland being the runner-up in Group H. So it's a you know the casual won't be a fan of that, but it's a really good game also. It's also a good game, and I, I Belgium. I, I Belgium's like we, like we talked about before. Belgium is really good, and Poland's. I mean, this Belgium could score like seven goals in this game. It's, it's it could be right. Could be like Belgium's like eighth and ninth best player is a hundred times better than Poland's eighth and ninth best player. Yeah, that's probably what it comes down. to. Correct. Uh, Chester, right, who, and I, and what, what I also have, have Brazil against Mexico, and we'll root for Brazil because we want Mexico to make the quarters, but not any further. And That's then I have England against Colombia, and we will root yeah. for England because, yeah, whatever. Don't say you want Colombia to have an own goal. <laughs> no, I don't want anybody to die, but I want to see oh, uh, England good. advance. I do think that would be like a very cool part if Colombia ever like made the final or something. Like this is, you know, like it's a cool story. Anyway, 
Uh, but mostly it would probably be stories just like glorifying Pablo Escobar. All right, go to the bottom of the bracket, Harold. Please. Then I have uh, the Group B winner, uh, which would be Spain against the the Group A runner-up, which I, as we discussed up top, Russia. Russia, uh, that's and, a bad game. Spain is going to dis- would destroy Russia. Yeah, it would be like 4-0 or something. Yeah, that's something. a bad game. All right, and that's where I have Portugal and Uruguay, and again, Portugal wins. Yeah, even Valerie okay. Putin can't fix that one, so that's yeah. that. Uh, the next match. You is, might get on the field and like get a goal at the end. Like, may, they might maybe, put him in. Maybe not. Games. Uh, the next one I have is the D, the Group D winner with Argentina against the Group C runner-up. I have as Peru. That's a South uh-huh. American connection. Uh, and I, I mean, I thought about this and that's possible. a really good game. It's a good game. Uh, Peru could. What what happened in their two in their two comparable I games? I, I would be no, curious. I, I think, I think they split home and home, but I'm not positive. It sounds correct to me. Uh, but I think on the on the big stage, Peru hasn't been there, and just Messi is going to be too much. So I have Argentina there. Okay. Uh, what do you have there, Chester? Oh well, I have Iceland against Peru, and of course I have Iceland advancing. Obviously. Uh, yeah. Then the next one I have Group F winner is Germany. Pretty obvious against uh, the Swiss, the runner-up in Group E, and Germany will will defeat a, a tougher than expected Swiss opponent, but they'll 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 go through pretty easy. By the way, Peru and Argentina split draws. Sorry, they didn't split wins. Oh, all right. Even so, I think uh, Argentina goes through on that. Mm-hmm. All right, and I have Germany against Costa Rica here, and uh, you know, I just I can't allow another Concacaf team to beat Germany and, and get to celebrate that. So I'll root for Germany, I guess. Okay. Wow, we should be going far. Wow. Did not expect that from Chester. Yeah, I was going to say we're based on his only go. qualification. How have they treated you? They've been good to Jewish people since uh, you know they were allowed back into the tournament. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right, uh, Harold, what else? And then the What's final, the bottom of that? The final uh, round of 16 game I have as Colombia as the Group H winner against England, which is a fantastic game. Oh, that's a good game. game. That's, oh, a that's the same game. one I have in the, uh, on the other side of the bracket. Wow. Yeah. And unfortunately for England, I think Colombia is going to go through on this one as well. You know what? I would pick England. I think, I, I think England, that would be a good matchup for them. It's a good matchup, but I, th- I have Panama against Senegal, and I have Senegal. So I have, I have two African teams in the Elite Eight, Senegal and Nigeria. Great. The, the all England usually doesn't have the best goal scorer. In in like big time games, they usually don't have like the. But Kane could end up being like the guy in some of these games. Yeah, I mean he could win. He could. He's another contender for the Golden Boot for sure. Uh, Definitely. Uh, but I think the. But I think Ali had. He's played well for country. I think Delhi Ali has played less well for England I so think far. This is where the ghosts of World Cups past come home to roost for uh, England, and this could be you know another one of those uh, penalty kick heartbreakers. But I do oh, see yeah. Colombia going through. All right, let's All go right, to the quarterfinals. Quarterfinals, I have Uruguay and France. Uruguay and France. Uh, and That's I good have game. France going through. Uh, yeah, like same so, here. And then I have Brazil. Okay, and I, I have Egypt against Nigeria, uh, an all-Africa matchup, and I have Nigeria because they are uh, real Africans, whereas Egypt is really just uh, Middle Easterners. So. <laughs> All right. Then I, have, then I have... I think that shot's fired. I'm not sure. Then I have a fantastic matchup of Brazil and Belgium, which is great. Uh, mm. That could really go either way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Brazil. Uh, because basically, because of Roberto Martinez, uh, yeah, that, that could go really either way. But that's that would be a great game if that happened. Uh, the next, All right, and I have Brazil versus England there, and I say uh, uh, England wins. Oh. Sorry, I, that's who we should be rooting for anyway. Then I have, then I have Spain and Argentina, <laughs> uh, and Spain just has too much for Messi and crew, so I have Spain going through. All right, and I have okay. Portugal against Iceland, and of course, Skull. So Iceland advances to the uh, semifinals. And then, All right, so semifinals, Harold. No, and then I, we forgot the last oh, quarterfinals. Oh, Germany, Germany, yeah. Germany yeah. and Colombia, and Germany's Germany. Colombia. So you yeah, get Germany. So my big so four, for me, that's Germany, England, but I, I would obviously pick Germany right. in that game. So my big four. All right, and for me, that, and for me, that's Germany, Senegal, and I obviously have Senegal in that game. 
Okay. So basically, going into this, I had <laughs> so a big what's four. your final four? Harold? So I, going into this, I had a big four. Who I only one of these four teams I believe can win the World Cup, and this is how who I have as my semifinalist. It's France, Brazil, Spain, and Germany. And if it ended up with, like that, that would be a pretty epic semifinal. Now my guess is yeah. based on the way World Cups work, those won't be the four. But you know, the, if I if I offered you four teams and I get twenty eight, and and the whole goal is to win, you would take those four, right? Yeah. Or you take four. I, I take I take the. What I, if I offered you three? You'd still do that bet. Wasn't if this I Harold's bet in the NFL originally? Yeah, that's why I'm that's why I'm yeah. thinking about it. Yeah, you told us we we discussed this on the podcast once. If I said you could take any three teams and I get the other twenty nine, would you take that bet? Three. <sighs> three is tougher. Yeah. I don't think I'd take three because if the one I le- left out... You're almost like, definitely not getting a team in the final right. if you take three. But four for sure. It's weird because four for sure I take and three I definitely don't take. So Well, that's what that's what the yeah. odds are kind yep. of are. That's where it is. Yeah. Line is some, something like three and a half. All right, so who do you have winning those games and then Chester, who do you have winning your fake games? So France, Brazil, I have France. Okay. Wow. And Spain. I agree there. And Spain. That's not even an upset. France would probably be favored. Yeah, France would probably be favored. And Spain and Germany, I have Germany. Yeah, France, Germany. That's my final two. I have France winning. Do you have France winning or Germany winning? I have Germany winning. I, I, you know, I and I literally have gone back and forth. It's so hard to go to back to back, though. It would be back to back. Would be the first since what the the sixties. Would be belly to belly. But Germany hasn't had much turnover. If you just look at the roster, the people they left out. Dude, that could probably yeah, but we could have said that about Spain, and then they freaking didn't even show up to the next World Cup. That's that. No, all true, all true. But uh. I, I don't know. I just I feel differently with Germany. I feel like they're more disciplined, and I think they have the the goods to do it. So I think uh, I like Germany to win it all. I know you have France. I like Germany. And Chester, who wins in the we should be rooting for them bracket? So uh, we, we will be rooting for Nigeria against England on the left side of the bracket. And, you know, okay. this is tough because all my British friends are going to be going bonkers. They think, wow, this is a chance. Do you have any British friends? In, in 50 years for us to, to, to go back to a final. And, friends. Yeah, sadly, I, I, I hate to admit it, but uh, I have to. I say we have to root for Nigeria over England because uh, you know the, the English will be happy to make it to a final. But uh, Nigeria goes to the final where they play the winner of Iceland against Senegal. And, uh, and here, of course, yet again, Skoll, uh, Iceland makes it. And so it's Nigeria against Iceland in the finals. Oh, boy. That would be exciting. So how about you pick a team and I have to pick the other team to root for? That will be my team for the World Cup. Between uh, Nigeria and Iceland? Yeah, so you get one, I get one. Oh, well, I want, I want, to, I want to see both succeed, but I'll take Iceland. You can't root for like two teams. Say. You don't get Skull. an AL and an NL team. Skull. Uh, so you have Iceland. I'm going with Nigeria. I like that. One of my favorite players of all time is Yukubu, uh, who has the famous howler in the World Cup. Uh, I'm happy with the Nigeria pick, and I will uh, even do more research on them. Uh, and Harold, who are you rooting for in this World Cup? I don't know. It's really tough. Uh... I don't really have a team. I really we got knocked out, and it really has bummed me out basically every single day of the last six months. I did say I wasn't going to watch a second, but now I'm insanely excited for it. So you know what I probably you know that's what, I didn't realize then that the Mets would be 30 games under 500 when the World Cup yeah. started. I thought there would be Mets games every day to watch. Uh, I mean, I nobody think told I'm, me about Adrian Gonzalez OPSing 620 and making making starting every day. Until well, not anymore. Don't worry, they DFA'd him. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd have to say I'm going to root for England. Uh, I just it'd be nice okay. to see them win again. To be you know, and have them their fans just stop complaining about it all the time. Just and and it's an exciting young team, even though it's basically all Tottenham. So as an Arsenal, supporter, yeah, you're, it's yeah. literally your rivals. There's 13 guys from Tottenham and the two Manchester teams, and only one guy from your team. Yes, so 100. Uh, and the one so Harold Her- Harold will, Her- will be hissing when the uh, Tottenham players come on. The, on the oh pitch. no no no! Come on! <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. I'm not, I'm not. 
What a that's terrible. You got to take that out. All right, I think this was fun. And who's your MVP? Ninety nine percent of our listeners uh, will get that. In fact, ba- who's the Ballon d'Or? Listeners stop listening because it's soccer. Oh yeah, okay. nobody's. And, uh, yeah. Uh, who's who wins the Ballon d'Or, Harold? I'm going to go with the Homer pick. I'm going to go with Mesut Ozil. I'm going to go with Mesut Ozil. Yeah, I mean, if it's France and Germany in the final, it's probably going to be someone from those teams. I'm going to say Griezmann get, wins wins the bound, or possibly also the Golden Boot. I'd have to look and at, at, at look at my bracket straight up. I don't, and Neymar's not going to stay healthy enough to win it. Yeah, I think, and no one from Spain. So I think, yeah, I, th- I think Griezmann I, I, gets I both to, for, for me. Be, uh, um, and and my prediction is Gilfi uh, Sigurdsson or whatever the hell the guy's name is on Iceland. <laughs> yeah, he wins the Golden Boot <laughs> and and the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. Um, all right, this was fun. I hope people. I hope somebody. I hope somebody enjoyed this. I, I did a lot of work, so I hope someone got something out of it. Harold, thank you so much for uh, you gave us a lot of your time today. Chester, thanks for putting up with this. Uh, as a present, I'm doing a podcast tonight, and I don't think you're going to be on it. And by present, I mean a present to the listeners. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to do it again. I don't think it's a good practice. But for this one, you did not want to be part of it. I thought it's a good thing to do. But a one-time thing, I'm going to do a podcast with that. You will probably you know never how, get. You know how much credit I get with Jen when I tell her that we did a that like. That we the thirty two fans did a podcast and I wasn't part of it. I get so much credit. So I oh I that's actually, good. So I'm actually doing a favor. Except yeah. I, you know, I at this point someone said uh, the the relationship with Jen has really turned sour. Like at one point, Jen and I had a, had a peace treaty the night of greatest night of your life, uh, the Diggs play, and then since then it's really been downhill. And now she's not even letting me like letting a divorced Akiva live in her house even for a couple days. Have you asked Harold if Harold has space? Oh, I, I, you'd have to explain who I am to his wife. Um, at least, at least your wife and I have like a have like an ongoing hate hate relationship. Um, <laughs> your wife and you went to camp together. Come on, that's true. Yeah, but I don't remember. I don't remember your wife from camp. Oh, shots fired! Well, no, it's not shots fired. I just said I wasn't. I like I never talked to the girls. Harold was there. He knows that. That's fair. And when I was twelve, I was never talking to girls either. But I knew who they were. I knew the people that I was like. No, nah, I didn't to. know. I didn't know. I was like in the library oh, can, trying to see what the. Can I drop? A, can, can I drop a confession that uh, I didn't say in the confession podcast when I got sure? So, uh, so uh, back at the terrible camp that I went to uh, mm. when we were like twelve, like at night, like all the boys would. How like, did I went talk. to a good camp? Yeah, we would yeah. talk. Well, no, you didn't. But you went to a better camp than the camp I went to when I was this age. Um, so we would talk about like we would fantasize about uh, like the various girls that we had crushes on, and um, and then like the next day, and like it was sort of like it was a safe sp- it was a safe space. Like all the boys would say like which girl they had a crush on, and then mm. um, but then the, because they were mean to me, the next morning they went up to her and they said, "Guess who in our bunk has a crush on you?" When we were like eleven okay. or twelve, and she's like, "Who?" And they said, "Alex," and she's like, "Ew." Oh uh, yeah, no, that's probably that's probably Broke smart. Heart. But you know what? Can we can we fast forward like ten years? Uh, she ended up going to the same college as Jen, and I used to visit to visit Jen, and uh, she uh, she missed the boat on that one. So, <laughs> oh yeah, T- ten work. years later, I I was saying you to her is what I'm saying. So anyway, <laughs> oh, I got it. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> All right, uh, so root for Iceland and Harold. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Bye bye. Thanks, Harold. Bye. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.